Welcome, Welcome to the Nerd Lab. Get those nerds! 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 Let the nerds take over! Nerd alert! Were you some kind of nerd? Not some kind of nerd. I am the king of nerds. Nerd! Nerd stuff probably really excites you because you're a nerd. This is the Nerd Talkalypse Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything nerd. We provide the latest and greatest from trending pop culture and fandoms alike. So take a break from killing zombies with your lightsaber, hang up your cape and cowl, and hop onto the Hogwarts Express and ride your way over to Geek Town to fight our gym leaders and hosts of the show, Lane Stipe and Deej Penhollow. Hello, nerd enthusiasts, and thanks for joining us for this week's edition of Nerd Talk Lips Podcast. My name is Lane. And I'm Deej. And as always, we're geeking out weekly with our listeners about our favorite nerd topics. From Marvel and DC Comics, TV and film, Star Wars, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and beyond, Pokemon, the Walking Dead universe, Dragon Ball Z, GT Super, and the films alike and most things in between. That's right, guys, and here on our show, we express pride in pop culture nerdism and work hard to bring you trending content from all the fandoms you love. Please reach out to us via email, nerdtalklips at gmail.com, Twitter at nerdtalklips, or simply write up a review on iTunes or facebook.com slash nerdtalklips. We'd love some listener feedback. <coughs> What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us this week for episode 32 of Nerd Talk Lips. Um... We're gonna. We have a bunch of stuff we're gonna talk about today. We're gonna start off with nerd news. I'm gonna do. Yeah, Supergirl. Yep. Flash. Flash. Arrow. Arrow. And that to do tomorrow. And if we have some time, we'll get into uh, our. Uh, well, we have to do. We have to do Pokemon Generations. And um, if we have time at the end, we'll do uh, some Atlas. But um, I don't think we have. I don't know. It just depends. It just depends on how, how far things go. But we don't have a whole lot of news. Last week we talked like 45 minutes of news, but... It's time for the latest in nerd news with Nerd Talkalypse. We don't have a ton of news, but the first thing I want to do is... Um, <coughs> talk about talk about uh, two things here at the top um first things first we have a shout out to we beat and the beat family for connecting with us on facebook um and informing us of how big of fans him and his family are of the show so thank you very much yeah, they're from so much. birmingham uk um Woo! he contacted us and talked to me about it about it for a little bit so that's pretty cool so um that's that's what that's the kind of stuff we're looking for if you you know what i mean if you feel so inclined Get a hold of us. Let us know what you think. That's all we want to know. We just want to know what you think. You know, what I mean, we'll even give you a shout out. But you know, that's fine. Uh, we're totally on board with it. Um. So the next thing here is we got a. We we have T-shirts right now. We're run, it's kind of like a fundraiser. Like we're we're fundraising for the show. Um. We don't make a whole lot per T-shirt, but we you know what I mean. The, the shirts are 14 bucks. They have our logo right on the front. Um. You can head over to this website. It's the threadpo.st so threadpost but it's t-h-r-e-a-d-p-o dot s-t slash nerdtalklips 
dash like hyphen podcast hyphen t-shirts make sure you spell t-shirts with the hyphen in it also um i'll put we'll, we, we posted it up on our on our facebook page and our twitter account so if you want a t-shirt head over there they're 14 bucks they look really cool i think or oh, even we're gonna order our own yeah so um but it's very limited time <coughs> and a limited amount of shirts um, until we decide to do another fundraiser. And so far, we haven't gotten any orders. So if you want to order some, by all means, we'd love to see you with your shirt on. Yeah, boy. <laughs> all right, so... All right. This, gonna, yeah, go ahead. We're going to get right into The Walking Dead news. <clears throat> with the Season 7 premiere only five days away... Today. From today, Tuesday, the hype is getting real. The past Sunday, when AMC aired its The Walking Dead special, The Journey So Far, it was announced, and by no surprise, AMC is officially renewing The Walking Dead for Season 8. Think about that. Eight years of The Walking Dead on TV? That's pretty dope. (laughs) You're goddamn right that's dope. So yesterday, both Lane and I actually did sit down, and we watched The Journey So Far, um, the television special that, in essence, recapped the entire series thus far. It was awesome. It was yeah, it was really good. Very nostalgic, seeing all the old, all the old characters, and you seeing all the actors talking their normal. Like you know, Rick's uh, Andrew Rick. Lincoln is very British. Yep. So is Maggie's character, and Jesus too. Jesus, and then you got Dwight's character, not Dwight, uh, Eugene's character, or Eugene's actor. I don't remember what's his real name. Uh, I don't know right now. But he talks very normal, very normal, and it's yeah. weird because he doesn't have that. Southern so Droll. And that we, he, did, he talks really slow in the show and very yeah. precise. I can't remember his name in real life. It's bothering me. It's just the funny. only person who wasn't on there, was T-Dog on there? I don't think so. He wasn't on there and neither was Dale. Dale wasn't and neither was Merle. No, that's right. Michael Rooker wasn't on there. Shane either. wasn't on there. Huh. <coughs> Ain't that some shit. Shane was doing Punisher shit. He couldn't be there. Yeah. True that. <clears throat> but it's well worth the watch. It's pretty much a recap from season one to where we are now. Yeah, and, and it's, it's just great. really cool. It's just good to see. It's it's something you can watch in an hour and a half and get all of the information that you need if you don't have the time to rewatch the whole series before season seven starts. Yes, you know what I mean like it's it might be something that you, you know you could go back to or if you're if somebody who's like oh I watched them all a while ago and she's like I can't or you know or they're like I can't remember what happened be like oh watch this it'll give you all the information you need right. And it'll all come zooming right back to you in two seconds, so it's it's perfect. But that that is all for Walking Dead news. Besides the fact that five days from now we're all gonna get our answer. Woo! So about fucking time is what I say. I cannot wait. <laughs> the anticipation is killing me. The anticipation is yes, it's it is steep. Just to watch it, I just ugh, you kill everybody as far as I'm concerned now. I just want to fucking. Watch I saw it. a post on there that, on Facebook. It said. What if he just killed an animal? What? Like, what if he didn't kill a human? That doesn't make any sense. I know, right? It's fucking weird. But, like, what if that was what we came back to and that was... People would be pissed, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> How pissed would you be? That's what I'm That's what I'm trying to get at. I'm pretty pissed. I, it's not the way it should work. <laughs> well, my, fair enough. My heart, I don't know, my heartbeat's going to be pretty high. Like I, I like I said to you last night, I don't think I am going to be able to take notes for that episode. Like I, yeah, I might have to watch it twice. Just we might to have to watch notes. it on Monday, mo- Monday morning, and take notes that day. Yeah, that's fine. Because yeah, it's gonna be. I'm not gonna want to look away from the screen. Yeah. 
Okay, so we might as well move right in then to DC Universe News. Um, this is, let's see here. It says, DC Boom Studios and Sabin Brands announced that Justice League and the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers are going to be teaming up in a crossover miniseries variant cover program to pair the Power Rangers with different members. Um, <clears throat> now, is this the Justice League that we know now? Yeah, Rebirth. No, it's not in a cartoon. This is not like live action. Oh yeah, yeah, just a yeah, just comic books. Okay, that would be cool. Uh, yeah, that would be cool. But so on January 11th of next year, uh, two of the comics' greatest teams will combine their powers and abilities for the first time: the Justice League, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, John Stewart. Why would they? Oh, Green Lantern, John Stewart, Green Lantern, I guess, and the Flash and Cyborg. <laughs> they finally meet Saban's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in a six-issue monthly miniseries from New York Times best-selling writer Tom Taylor. Injustice, Gods Among Us is what he wrote. Also, Green Lantern Corps, Edge of Oblivion. And artist Stephen Byrne, who's done Justice League of America Rebirth Ooh, that, and The Ray. It just made me think, Injustice, Gods Among Us, if they could, if they incorporated these Power Rangers into the game, then yeah, the game would be Yeah, that'd be nuts. Cool. See, but this is interesting and everything, but at the same time, it's the, the Justice League is so more powerful than the Power Rangers and any villain the Power Rangers are going to... Yeah, it's pretty weird. I mean... They would stand no chance. Like it, I don't know. Yeah, at first when I first saw this, I thought it was Justice League versus Power Rangers, and I was like, "That is not." <clears throat> See, I'm gonna relay this to our listeners. I always was under the impression that Power Rangers would be Marvel based, not DC, because of one reason: they have been, there has been a crossover between Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers, and then it is said. That in Daredevil, the same ooze that is in that crash when uh, when he becomes blind, Dare, uh, Daredevil, uh, that same ooze is what created the Ninja Turtles. Ninja so, Turtles also caused a crossover with Batman. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And uh, yeah, I mean, comic book wise, I guess. Yeah. Well, when I first heard all this, I thought it was like a movie. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they wouldn't be able to really cross that over, like if no, but because they've done <clears throat> they've done crossovers with DC and Marvel before, like. Dude, I hope that would be so cool to see on the big screen someday. Fuck yeah, dude! Superman punching the Hulk so hard that he transforms back into Bruce Banner. Right? That'd be so. That'd be <laughs> fucking dope. But so, in addition to the standard covers drawn by, I'm sorry, I meant to read this first. It says something terrible has happened in Angel Grove when the Power Rangers command center is breached and the teleporters are damaged. Zack the Black Ranger is flung into an alternate universe full of citizens. Possessing outrageous powers and wearing strange costumes. Well, Jason the Red Ranger... Who are the hell are they to say wearing strange costumes? Right? Well, Jason the Red Ranger, Trini the Yellow Ranger, Kimberly the Pink Ranger, and Billy the Blue Ranger, and Tommy the Green Ranger be able to get Zack in time to save him from Batman? Hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. For sure Batman could take all of them. Right? In addition to the standard covers drawn by Carrie Kershiel... Carl Kershiel. Carl, yeah. My bad. Um, Gotham Academy, second semester, is with things he drew. Each issue will feature a variant cover drawn by one of comics' most popular artists, pairing each member of the league with a different Power Ranger. Batman is getting paired with the Pink Ranger by Dan Hip. Cyborg with a Blue Ranger by Dustin Nguyen. Nguyen. Okay, sure. That's how it's said. <laughs> uh, the Flash and the Black Ranger by Yasmin Putri. Putri. Green Lantern, John Stewart, and the Yellow Ranger by Mar. I don't know. You give it a shot. Margaret Savage. Okay. <laughs> Superman and Green Ranger by Chris Sprouse, and Wonder Woman and Red Ranger by Marcus Two. That's his last name. Two. Two or Toe. T O. 
I'm not sure. Okay. I personally would have paired up Green Lantern and Green Ranger. Yeah, that seems cliche. I would have done it. Maybe Superman with Wonder with Red Ranger because he's like the leader. Yeah. But whatever. All right. Supergirl's James Olsen confirmed to be playing Guardian. Last year, we heard that Diggle was going to be Guardian after his helmet was first shown in the pictures. That now, if you guys watch Arrow, you know that helmet he has. That what do they call him in the show? Uh, Spartan. Spartan. I had heard a long, long rumor like it. That it was going on for a while that, that he was going to be Guardian. It reminds me. It's very uh, Magneto-y. The yeah, way it comes down like that. That's why when you said there's a new helmet, I'm like, no, I don't think that was a new one. Is they released a picture of his new helmet? I yeah, didn't put it. But in that here. helmet was not. The one no, I thought maybe was it was for a second, but you're right. The year it's confirmed. Uh, this year it's confirmed. James Olsen will portray the character in Supergirl. The Guardian is a superhero legacy that is notorious for its many clones. The Golden Age Guardian was Jim Harper, a police officer in Metropolis Suicide Slum, friend and ally of the Newsboy Legion. He was a member of the wartime All Star Squadron. He's the great uncle of Roy Harper, Jamie Harper, and the famous Bobby Harper. Years later, Harper was cloned by Project Cadmus, and several other clones were made from the genetic material of either Har- Harper or his clones. Other people who took that alias were Mal Duncan and the Silver Age, and Jake Jordan, the Manhattan Guardian. The Guardian was created by Jack Kirby and Joe Simon, first appearing in Star Spangled Comics number 7 in 1942. That's, when, that's what he looks like? Yeah, supposedly. Huh. I don't know much about that character. I don't know either. I I do know that I don't think Jimmy Olsen has ever become a superhero, but, you know, whatever. Except in that TV show. But that that all that stuff we read right now is pretty much what you're, you'll find on a Google search. About the Guardian? Yeah. That's because that I put that all in there from uh, DC Wikia. So Warner Brothers, they released the first official look at um, Mera. Is that how you say it? Mera? Mira, Aquaman's wife. Mira, I think so. Um, from the Justice League movie, the official the the image officially that came out was a really dark, hard to see detail, but a lightened version of the photo had surfaced from a uh, person on Twitter. Um, his tweet that came with it said, "When you create a beautiful superhero costume, but remember it's in the Snyderverse." But this costume is dope, like really, really awesome to see. It look, it, I mean, it's got beautiful greens. This is Johnny Depp's ex-wife. She's banging. Um, but her costume looks great. I mean, I can't wait to see it. It's good. It looks like they're filming uh, filming in Iceland and stuff. That enlarged for you too. It did. Oh, interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, that that'll be it for DC Universe news. Are you still looking up stuff about? Yeah, I'm just looking at his powers and stuff. Guardian. It has the strength. You didn't have anything about powers in here, so. Mm. He was trained to hand-to-hand combat and Kryptonians from Kandor. The Harper clone's exact strength level is unknown, but has demonstrated the ability to hurt Superboy. Damn. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know he would be that strong. Alright, well we're going to get right into Marvel news. Spider-Man Homecoming sequel already being talked about. Earlier this summer, Spider-Man Homecoming officially wrapped shooting after several long months of production. The film, which kicked off filming in Atlanta, ended its schedule in New York City with actor Tom Holland donning Spider-Man's iconic uniform. However, Holland is keeping busy these days by promoting his film, The Lost City of Z, with Robert Pattinson. But Spider-Man is still on the actor's mind. Boy, I would hope so. Well, yeah. I mean, who the fuck... If you were being Spider-Man, I would never stop thinking about it. Fuck no. 
and surprisingly, Holland dropped a bomb about the franchise at the New York Film Festival. The actor told Women's Wear Daily at the at the festival that talks about Spider-Man sequel, all talk about a Spider-Man sequel already underway. When asked about his new next projects, Holland kept kept coy but did not, but did confess. We're talking about the second one, and who the villain is going to be and where we're going. That's just I mean I, fuck yeah. Spider-Man's my favorite, and I can't wait. That's the one I'm more excited about. Than I'm Nathan. I'm pretty much on board with that. I can't wait for that movie either. Like I'm excited for Justice League and all that shit, but I think honestly I'm more excited for Spider-Man. I mean that'll we're getting that before we get Justice League. Yeah. I don't know if we. I don't know when Wonder Woman comes out. I can't remember. I don't know, now. But Spider-Man's my most anticipated right movie of next year for sure. I I don't know, man. I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked to see episode eight of Star Wars. Yeah, but I like Spider-Man more than I like Star Wars. Yeah, but I'm pretty stoked to see. I'm pretty stoked to see everything. Next year's going to be a good year for nerds, too. This year was a spectacular year, but so much shit talking happened on everything. Right. But, um. Already. Which is interesting. Dude, Deadpool. I'm sorry, not Deadpool. Suicide Squad just beat out Deadpool. Yeah, I saw that. In theaters. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. I never thought that would happen. Because of how much shit talking happened, man. Yeah. But. Alright, so Doctor Strange. <coughs> this movie comes out in like le- in less than a month. Woo! I can't see that's another one. I can't fucking wait for that movie. Like So this guy, uh, he is a scientist. Um what does he do? It says in here what he did. He's a surgeon or some shit, doctor. He, no no no, I'm talking about this guy who saw the movie. Well, we'll just read, read it. the entire thing. This is Doctor Strange has been described as mind blowingly good. Marvel's Doctor Strange has officially been described as mind-blowingly good. The compliment comes courtesy of Adam Frank, an astrophysicist at the University of Rochester. Frankly, if there was ever a person qualified to call something mind-blowing, it would have to be this science consultant. In a series of tweets, Frank praised the film after being taken to a private screening of Doctor Strange, describing the ordeal as the best day ever. The scientist told the followers a car picked him up for a private screening of the film before gushing OMG it's so mind-blowingly good really dang wow in a later tweet Frank then said he was busy with hours of interviews about being a science consultant on Doctor Strange the scientist admitted that he got to talk about mind-body problem reductionism to the press it's so funny to me it says the compliment was courtesy of Adam Frank frankly if there was a better person qualified (laughs) it just made me laugh (laughs) yeah so that that's exciting because I was hoping that, I was hoping that this movie wasn't going to be like I mean it's Marvel I mean I, I knew it was going to be good but I was hoping that it wasn't going to be like too overwhelming just like and still have a good story to it. You might want to take some shrooms to go see this movie. Now I heard that this let me think I think it's taking place during the events of Winter Soldier. Interesting. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Um. All right, we don't have any Star Wars news today, uh, but we have one piece of Harry Potter news, real short. I did find out that this is a confirmed thing, so I don't. As far as your theories go, J.K. Rowling announced last week that there will be not three but five films in depend- the Fantastic Beasts franchise. What do you mean, my theories about they're not being but like? Remember when I told you this, and you were like, "I don't think they'll all be Fantastic Beast movies." Like I don't that's think they what will. I don't. They might not be. I'm just saying that they'll all be within. That's the same. fine. They can do the that, the franchise is different, but. For there to be like Fantastic Beasts one, Fantastic Beasts two, Fantas- 
how many Fantastic Beasts movies could you make? Like, right. There's going to have to be other things. Like, But I still think they might have that tagline of Fantastic Beasts. You know what I mean? I just don't see how they can make five movies of Beasts. Yeah. That's like gonna it get, might, it's going to get old, for, even for me as a it, it depends Harper. on how you interpret this current title. Like, the current title that's out there right now is it, it's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. If it follows the Harry Potter storyline, then the movie's called Fantastic Beasts. And the tagline is, and blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Harry Potter and the blah, blah, blah. No, see, that makes no sense. I wonder if that's how it is, though. Because Harry Potter and blah, blah, blah. Makes Harry way Potter more sense. Hey, no, I'm, I'm totally down with Fantastic that. Fantastic Beasts is not, That doesn't make I, sense. I just wonder if that if they'll keep something... Because they'd almost have to, because then they'll have so much explaining to do. I don't know. If they follow Newt's, com- Newt's Commander for five movies, I feel like I'm going to get tired of it. Yeah. It's going to be stupid. Like, I, I, don't, I do not think that's a good idea. If they're going to make just five yeah. Fantastic Beasts and where to find the movies. Like, that's retarded. I mean, they might not. I, I, I feel like we're going to get like, all of that stuff from the history of... I hope so. I would. They need to make a movie, The Life and Lies of Albus Dumbledore. That needs to be a film. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Fuck yeah. I would love to see all, him in school, to see him... Like, you know, it would be like to... If they could make a movie of Dumbledore, just progress, you know, growing up a little bit, progressing through school, seeing him do his his OWLs and his NEWTs, because I remember in one of the books, uh, the woman was like, when they were taking their OWLs, they're like, "Where's Dumbledore?" He's like, "I mean, I've seen that boy do a wand that I think I've seen him do things with a wand that I have never seen before." Like, right? I would just love to see that. Like, right, that'd be crazy. And then him to, you know, and then seeing all his family, and then seeing him with Grindelwald, and then him finally having to fight him at the end. Ugh. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see and have tr- trust in J.K. Yeah. That that she because she's gonna pen all of these like they're new books, but they're yeah. just gonna be movies instead. So I, just, like, I mean, I'm fine with five new movies, but as long as they're not all have to do with Newt Scamander and his beasts. I agree. <clears throat> I agree with that. But all right, well, that is nerd news for the for the week. So I'm I'm pretty excited. We're only to, we're, we're half <laughs> half time less than what we were at last 20 minutes or so yeah we're talking about supergirl first yeah supergirl is up first all right so we've got season two episode one of supergirl the adventures of supergirl is what it's called now this episode starts off pretty much exactly where season one ends like yeah it kind of gives us a little recap there they're enjoying dinner together huh uh Kara, her mom, I think it was her mom. Yeah, everybody. And the, her sister, Wynn, and James. And, uh, what's his name? Hank. Hank, Hank Henshaw, Mr. Manhunter. Yeah, they were all there. And then something comes falling out of the sky, like meteor-ish. So her and Hank go fly out, go fly towards it, and they find out that it's a pod. It looks exactly like her pod, she says. It's a, a Kryptonian space pod, and they open it up and... Seemingly, it's a it's a Kryptonian, right? They assume at me at least because it's a it's a Kryptonian space pod, and there's other things that happen later that decide that. But that pretty much yeah, it's just oh, some dude like some guy. He's all he's passed out or unconscious or whatever. It's crazy. So uh, that that's a, one of the first things, and then and then it moves right into the. Uh, CW's way of explaining the old DEO office away, which is I thought was funny, because I was wondering if we were going to get that cave scene again, but no, they don't even they don't even talk about what happened to it. They just 
There's a brand new DEO office, and well, Cara, Cara's like confused. She's like, "What do you?" She's like, "What? You guys have this the whole time?" He's like, "Yeah, we just." Uh, so there's more than often. one. There's more than one DEO office. Right, and uh, she's like, "You've been making me fly out in the middle of the desert all this time, and there's been this one here in National City." Yeah. And uh, is that the name of the <clears throat> National City? I think so. Um. I just thought it was so funny. I was like, "That's their way of explaining the other one away." I, I would be, it'd be great if we saw the old one again, but yeah. something tells me we're not. I don't know. So uh, James and Cara, they they have a conversation. They're going on the first date uh, on first date together. That's this is what's happening. Um, and this is where we put: Is this man Kryptonian? Because they were they weren't sure right. the man that they found in the pod if he's Kryptonian or not. So Kara uh, wants marketing for her job. Yeah. She so she said that that early in the episode. Yeah, this is uh, she had a conversation with Cat Grant. I know that, but I feel like that happened way later in the episode because 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 she was like still at first she was like I don't know what I want and then Cat Grant's like well you need to think about it she goes you have all the opportunity in the world and whatever and so you need to take like twenty four hours and and then it she might have yeah. she came later and said that she wants to do marketing. Yeah, it might have. It might have just got I moved up. It. But anyway, well, Kara does <laughs> in the end of last season we said Kara. Kira, as Cat likes to say, but she calls her Kara now. But she got a promotion from her assistant to probably the best promotion ever. She gets to choose what she wants to do. Right. Anything within Cat Catco that she can do, she gets to decide. So she ultimately comes up with marketing, or no, it's not marketing. She ends up, she wants to be a reporter. Yeah, at the end of the episode. Yeah. Okay. So marketing was the thing she wanted to do at first. I yes. Guess. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. And then uh, she's getting, uh, at this point, Cat uh, Grant's being really rough on her new assistant. She goes, is this the best you could find me or whatever? Because what, for whatever reason or another, I can't remember exactly what happened. But Cara says she went to Yale. And then she's like, well, so did George Bush. Well, <laughs> I, that shut I'm glad up. you remember that because I wasn't exactly in remembrance of who that line was said about. That's funny, though. Yeah, it was about her assistant. It was funny. So then we get enter, enter Clark Kent and Superman. Well... Yeah, so well, so is Clark Kent first, talking to Barry. Uh, Perry White. Perry, Perry, Barry White. Barry White. Barry White. Hello, Clark. Very, very Clarky, like oh, yeah, being very awkward and weird, and uh, and then there, there ends up being something on the news about a space shuttle that had taken off is crashing down to Earth. Yeah, this is the uh, the scene they were showing in the trailers. Yeah, it almost showed the whole scene. Pretty much, and it happens. It's happening to, you know, like there's news saying, oh, if only Supergirl was here in National City, and then in Metropolis. It says, well, if only Superman was there. Right. So they're both, they both take off for action. Yeah, pretty much. And then they meet. It's the same thing. Which, it, it's weird to me because it didn't, it didn't seem like that was something that was, like, when she, when, when he shows up and is like, and she's like, hey, cuz. She's like, I think this is a job for the both of us. Like, I think one of them could have handled it. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. But it was really cool seeing him go, you know, fly, take, you know, take flight, go down. Go down the alleyway, take his clothes off, fly into the air, and then you know go meet up with her, and then and then use his ice breath. That was pretty sweet. To get rid of the fire. Yeah. yeah. If you could call it ice breath, it doesn't he just have? Can't he just breathe a water? Yeah, yeah, super breath too. Yeah. So maybe it was just that. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Either way, it was really cool to um, see. Now they mentioned Lex Luthor. I don't remember exactly who mentions it or when. It was. When? It was. It was when when Superman walks into the DEO and when. Says, uh, just he gets real nervous and he's like, Oh, I have so many questions. I have so many questions. He's like, When Lex Luthor, 
Oh uh, yeah. Did whatever, whatever with the with the seismic earth earthquakes or whatever. Did you do that? And he, it was you, just you, funny. You have to do X-rays of the fucking blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah to, to de- depth perception and all that shit. Yeah. It was just funny. Like I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then and then it said not not far after that that Lex is in jail. So it, it's it's cool. They talk about Lex all like a lot. A couple times, yeah. Um, um, there seems to be bad blood between Superman and the Manhunter. Like almost like they don't like each other. They respect what each other has to do, I guess. To a yeah, point, it was but they weird. Don't really, I don't know. They, which is so weird to me because they never really have that stigma or whatever in the show, in the cartoon comics or the cartoons, as far as I know. Like they've always gotten along very well. Superman gets along with almost everybody. And the Manhunter is very easygoing, too. He's not. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Well, Superman heads to Catco. Well, Clark Kent heads to Catco. Clark, yes. Clark, Clark Kent. I probably fucked that up a lot in these notes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he heads he heads, heads over to Catco and reunites with Jimmy. It's pretty sweet. And Cat Grant gets super nervous and gets mad. Why didn't you tell me Clark Kent was coming? Yeah, she gets and she's like really nervous around him and all that stuff. And then he's like, says to uh, Kara, he's like, "Don't worry, I have a little bit of sway with Cat Grant." And it's just because she's attracted to him, and it's funny. Um, and he pretty much gets to do whatever he wants to do. He, you know, and he's always winking at Kara. And he's like, "Hey, I told you, I got some sway." Well, he's not always winking at Kara. He well, no, I know once. that, but you know what I'm saying. At that one point, <laughs> he said she was always winking. I know. Like he's always I just like. It up. <laughs> That'd be well, weird. He's always double winking. Blinking. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I always double wink at you. Yeah. You always double wink every 10 seconds or so. All right. Now it goes back to the, they're investigating the ship, the crash. The, I, don't, I don't know if it was a spaceship or just like a really awesome airplane. I don't really not 100% sure. Yeah. But... They come to the re- conclusion. Uh, what's her name? What's uh, what's Kara's sister's name? Alex. Alex. She calls her saying that Lena Luther, who is Lex Luther's sister, was supposed to be on that plane, but at the last minute, she pulled out. Yeah, she canceled. She canceled her flight. So they obviously she becomes a suspect immediately because why else would she do that? Obviously, if she set the bomb, she wouldn't want to be on the plane. So they right. assume, and she's a Luther. <laughs> So that's not too much of a stretch, I guess. So. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And then, blame we then, and we then learned that it was John Corbin who sabotaged the ship, acting under the orders of, of a Luther. We don't know which one. Um, he purchases a high-tech drone. that He tells his employer that he's moving to Plan B. Yeah. And we learn Lex, Lex Luther's in jail. Uh, I don't remember when that's first said till this is said, but we'll just say it now. Uh, Lex is serving 32 consecutive life sentences. Yes. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But then... Well, it just is probably necessary. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. But yeah. I'm sure that doesn't matter to Lex because he's going to get out eventually. Yeah. He always fucking does. But then we find out that uh, Lena, Lena is an ado- is adopted. Um, she's on a Luther by blood. Yeah, which is was interesting. I wasn't expecting to hear that. Yeah, she's pretty much like... She wants to make Luther Corp... A name people can get behind now, or people can support, people can feel comfortable with, because after everything Lex has ever done, the Luther name is very right taboo. I guess, with the lack of a better word, just 
you know, right. you think and Luther, I, you're like, fuck that. I don't want anything and, to do with that. The, and this is what she said that her reasoning for canceling on the venture flight um, at the last minute was for. She wanted to, um, she had plans to make some last minute plans for rebranding, a rebranding ceremony, which gives Clark and, or she gives Clark a flash drive containing information on the part that exploded and asks Clark to give her a second chance because she doesn't want to be the suspect. And, and he's like, well, you are a Luther. Right. But fair enough, though. I yeah. mean, can't blame him. <laughs> um, after they leave Lena's office, Clark asks Clark or how Clark juggles being Clark and Superman at the same time. So there's uh, Supergirl's kind of struggling, you know, just with self identity, I guess. Yeah. Which is a theme from even the first season. I guess then it goes into back to the DEO. Yeah, and this is where this is about that Project Emerald. Yeah, she because she's talking to Manhunter Alex, I think, right? Yeah, Alex, or, yeah. About like she because it's very obvious that him and Superman are almost shooting daggers at each other or something. Like they're avoiding each other. They're not really being. Yeah, it's weird. She goes, What's the deal with you two? And he goes, Well, has to do. Just she like does it have something to do with Project Emerald or something? He goes, Well, I can't remember the exact words, but it ended up being that they went on a mission. They found some green stone that made Superman weak, but not him. And he's like, well, I, I actually named it Kryptonite. Like, Yeah, which what? was weird, too. I don't feel like that's how it happened. Yeah, but he uh, Superman wanted the Kryptonite destroyed, but Hank kept it to use against other Kryptonians. Yeah, so he that's pretty much why Superman's mad at him, is because he's like, well, you're not the only Kryptonian on this planet. He goes, well, you could use it against me, and blah, 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 blah. And... Right, and then right at that moment, at the end, at the end of that conversation, is when Wynn discovers that the, the explosion on the venture was actually trying to kill only one person, that being Lena Luthor. Because the, the bomb was set underneath her seat. Right. But if I was a Luther and I was going to bomb an airplane, I would put it under my supposed seat, too, to make it look like that. That's true. So you still don't know who's... In, but uh, and the, the, Right after that is when she hops in the helicopter and is immediately targeted by Corbin's drones. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't understand the whole Martian Manhunter and Kryptonite thing because Superman wouldn't be, doesn't care if other people have it. Like... He purposely gave some to Batman yeah. to use in case anything ever, in case he ever went awry. Right. In case anything happened. So I, don't, I can't see him being that pissed. Like, it makes... I don't like this Superman. I don't. Yeah, he's not He's not my favorite either. I feel like I could kick his ass. <laughs> I shouldn't be able to look at a Superman and say, I could take him. Yeah, because you don't feel that way about Cavill. Fuck no, that guy would rape me in the asshole and I'd let him. <laughs> you have no choice with the uh, Yeah, exactly. Like, just, you'd you'd have to. But that this guy is just... Like, if Henry Cavill was looking down at this guy, that guy would be like, fuck! <laughs> like, that guy... See, everybody seems to think that he's, like, he's, like, this, uh, old-school-style Superman. I just don't see it, but I, I, I'm not that kind no, of... he, he kind of is, but at the same time, like, I asked DJ's wife, I'm like, is that guy attractive? She goes, no. <laughs> like, just like, ew. Yeah, He has it's... a fucking nose that could smell into the past. I mean, maybe that's one of his special powers. <laughs> I don't know. Like he, like he's a, he's like everybody says he's more golden age, but I, not that that's bothersome, and I don't even necessarily know if that's true. So don't, you know, don't take us out of context, please, because we're not. I'm not trying to be a, a hater, but I just don't no, particularly I'm, care. I'm okay with golden age Superman. I'm not okay with a Superman I could fit in my pocket. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's my only issue. He's not that handsome. No. Superman's supposed to be dashingly beautiful. Now, super, Supergirl herself, I is she, is that her profession? What? A per reporter? I don't really know much about Supergirl. Uh, I don't know much about Kara, like, to be honest. I, I just don't, don't, I don't, I don't really know. I don't but know what she does in her everyday life. Like, 
Uh, anyway, that's... Well, I'm sure we'll have plenty more to bitch about Superman in the future. Especially if he gets his own show, which they're talking about uh, now, which is fucking retarded. No, I hope they don't. Uh, I mean, do. I'll have to watch it, but... I, yeah, absolutely would have to watch it, but I just don't give a fuck. I just can't go from watching Man of Steel seeing that Superman to this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I don't hate him, but they're all... I saw a picture last night of, like, all... all like five supermen that have been yeah I saw that too and uh, they had all their sizes up there and there you know there's only like an inch difference between each but this guy just looks puny yeah I mean like I'm not talking like Muscular. as far as stature goes like yeah absolutely but anyway and it, not, not enough dish dis, dis, <laughs> enough dissing Superman I guess and he might fly over here and fuck me up I don't know <laughs> um Lena was the target of the explosion she is like DJ just said before we went on our Superman hate rant uh, she was in a helicopter going somewhere, and she is targeted by some drones. We saw a scene earlier about uh, some scientists making these drones for him. So yes. it's like super awesome drone, the best. And he just kills him afterward. He goes, thanks for your work. He right. saved a million dollars or however much he had to pay that guy, whatever. But he uh, attacks her, and Superman and Supergirl show up right in the nick of time. And we were both a little irritated by this, but Superman's heat vision is also blue. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. Like Superman's heat vision's red. Yeah, and it's like, just weird. I, I can get I can get behind Supergirl's being blue. I can get behind that. That doesn't bother me. But Superman's blue is all like that's just dumb. Yeah, it bothers me so bad. It looks great. It looks cool, but it's just not. It's just dumb. Like, I just don't. I just can't get. I just can't get behind that. You're fucking with my Superman, and that. I feel like they're just trying to differentiate things, like because, like on Man of Steel, it's really red. Maybe they're just like, well, we want to make it a little different. Why, though? I fucking if I know, dude. I mean, I guess, I guess that goes maybe, on the same... Maybe there's been an adaptation of Superman with blue heat vision. I really don't know. I don't know. I guess that's on the same on the same level as Flash. Flash in the movies, lightning is blue. Yeah. Ezra Miller's is blue. Barry's is in the show. CW's yellow is yellow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Zoom's was blue. They're that, not trying to have the same shit, I guess. That's but. fucking weird, man. I, I know. Whatever. That little tiny. That's. I feel like that's nitpicky. Yeah. But I don't know. Let's see. Where are we at then? Well, um, you know, then I don't know what happens right after the helicopter thing. All right, I got that right here. Um. This is that same evening. Uh, James confronts Carter at Catco about seemingly blowing their dates off. Carter admits she does not know if she still wants to be with James anymore. Cat gives her a bit of a pep talk and tells her to step out of her comfort zone, and take a dive. This is at that moment when she has some sort of like weird revelation where she's gonna take it. Like she starts acting weird. Remember that? She kind of like looks off and she's like, "Yeah, take a dive." Like she's like taking her own advice. Um, the next morning, the DEO links the drones in, to Corbin, and I guess he'll go after Lena and her company's renaming ceremony. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hank then tries to talk to Superman. But he says that he can't work the DEO as long as there's kryptonite on site. Yeah, which... So they have the conversation that we pretty much just discussed about. Yeah. Yeah. Death Star reference. Yeah, there is a Death Star reference. I don't remember exactly. Was it made by Wynn? <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure. Can't exactly remember how it went down. But bombs go so they, they go over to the ceremony bombs go off at the ceremony causing all sorts of chaos one of the bombs takes out a retaining wall which somehow causes the entire LexCorp headquarters to start to collapse yeah so Superman and Supergirl jump into action right Supergirl manages to cobble the well he, cobble Superman catches it first he right. catches the building and then she's like I'm gonna go fix it and because like she asks when she goes is there any way to fix her or whatever he goes if you can fucking get this 
the foundation or whatever. Right. So she like grabs a whole bunch of steel beams and throws them down around the fixture and she mounts them to it with her heat vision. Right. And it just holds it. And it was. Yeah. So pretty, she, it's a pretty cool scene actually. Yeah. It was. Right? It was. It was interesting. She thinks she's she's smart. She thinks with her head. It was not a very active episode of Supergirl. Like it was okay. But it wasn't super exciting. But right. it was good. I heard that the second episode is great too. Good. Yeah. He's Superman's gonna be in that one also. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Supergirl managed to cobble together a fix while Alex fights Corbin. Corbin manages to get the upper hand on Alex, and but Lena then shoots him from behind. So this is where this is where we get the the thirty two consecutive life sentences yeah. line. Um, later that day, Lena thanks Clark for writing a positive story on her new company and asks Kara where her story on the attack is. This inspires Kara to tell Kat that she wants to be a reporter. Kat pulls out Kara's resume from when Kara first interviewed with Kat. She shows her that scribbled that she scribbled reporter down on it because she knew that Kara had the instincts and makings of a great reporter. Kara said that Cat has a way of inspiring people and getting them to make that dive, which seems to inspire Cat into making plans of her own. Okay, so that's the moment that that happens. Yeah. <clears throat> so she knew from the very beginning that Kara would be a reporter. Right. Which is crazy. She's smart. Okay, Cat's awesome. Kara finally has a chat with James and admits she's still trying to figure out how to beat Kara and then, James, um, then tells James they would be better as friends ending the relationship before it starts. Hank officially hires Wynn at the DEO. While Superman says that he wants to stick around National City and spend more time with Kara. I wonder if that means that Wynn's still going to work at Catco or not. I don't know. Probably not. They'll probably pay him well at the EO. Yeah, I'm sure. And the episode ends with Corbin waking up in an underground facility at Cadmus. Cadmus. Project Cadmus is a big name in the DC, at least. Yeah. And they're responsible for some shit. So a woman says that he will get to choose whether to live or to die. Corbin says he wants to live. She, like, injects him with something, right? Mm-hmm. She goes, you will be now known as Metallo or something, whatever. Yep. Dave's she pushes up. the button that starts Corbin's transformation into Metallo. Metallo is one of Superman's great, good, like, one of his enemies. Like, yeah. Pretty. I don't know much about Metallo. I don't, even sure. know, I don't even know what he looks like. I'm pretty sure Metallo. Remember the, episode, the, the movie with Batman's, uh, the one that they stole all of the weaknesses? They put that bomb yeah. in Flash's wrist. They... Made Wonder Woman think everybody was Cheetah. They, yeah, he set fire to him. Oh, okay. Well, the guy, the guy that Superman went, and he went to rescue, but he turned into that robot guy, and he had kryptonite bullet and shot him. That pretty sure that was Metallo. Uh, this guy looks fucking crazy. Yeah, I think this is nuts. Interesting. Yeah, that was that guy. So I wonder if he's going to fight Superman. Probably. In the next episode or something. There's been many renditions, obviously. but Right. But that that is the end of that. That's Supergirl episode one. It was pretty. It was a pretty interesting episode. The The next, ep, ep, the next episode aired uh, last night, actually. Um, we're going to talk about it next week. But it, it is titled The Last Children of Krypton. Yes. So that's, that's going to be pretty interesting. All right, now we're going to talk about season three, episode two of the Flash, entitled "Paradox." Paradox. Now, Flashpoint Paradox. They split the word up into two seasons. I mean, episodes. That's cool. Um, 
The episode opens up with Barry Allen. Um, talking about how big of a mistake he made. Who was he talking to? Felicity. Or he would just no. He was just doing this as he was running. Like it was like right. showing what it, what he did and and yeah. he was just like I made a big mistake and blah 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 and he's like I need I need to figure out a way to you know fix it and and then and then all of a sudden he's with Felicity. Right. And it was it was pretty cool because yeah, he the, runs right into the fucking he runs right into the arrow cave or whatever you want to call it. And her papers go everywhere and she goes no. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, so he's just sitting there talking to Felicity and he uh, is tell you know telling her everything that he did and all that stuff and um he uh, she she says something along the lines of like well go ahead and tell me what happened and he's like well before I tell you that. Or before I tell you my idea to fix it or whatever, he's like, I had a little bit of a busy morning. So then he, it shows like this guy, he's like running or riding a uh, motorcycle, and Barry like runs around it and like disassembles the bike yeah. while he's riding it. It was pretty sweet. Um, I thought there was gonna see the way he, the way that scene was being depicted. I thought it was gonna be so whoever that was was gonna be somebody we knew. Oh yeah, I thought that's how they were gonna make that. Because... That'd be cool. I didn't even think of that. Because he was explaining, like, well, it all started with, you know, this morning, and then I did this, and I thought it was going to be, like, his dad or something. Somebody that we knew already, or, mm-hmm. like, Oliver or something. I was like, what is it? That would be weird. Yeah, that would have been really weird. But, uh... But, uh... And then he talks about going to Star Labs. He just goes to Star Labs. Like, he's telling Felicity all this stuff, and he just goes to Star Labs. Um... Yeah, but after after right after he does this with this guy with the motorcycle guy, yeah. he goes to Star Labs, and this is that point where you were like, "Iris and Joe are right there." He's like, "Why are they, why is there a problem?" Yeah, he's still talking, but he's still talking to Felicity at this point. Yes, yes, he talked to Felicity the whole episode. Yeah, he didn't leave. Oh yeah, so he he's explaining to Felicity everything that's happening. Well, not the whole episode. He didn't talk to her, but true. Uh, he's t- so yeah, because we learned the last episode that Joe and Iris don't talk anymore. We don't know for how long this was happening. They weren't really specific. You know, to me, it made it seem like they hadn't been talking for a long time, like a very, very long time. Right. But we go to the Star Labs, and everybody's in there. Joe's in there, Wally's in there, Iris is in there, uh, Cisco and Snow. <clears throat> so I was like, "What the fuck? They don't like they're right there. Like they're both there. So why would they?" But they make it seem like they haven't seen each other either. But I guess that's not the way it was. Right. They were just so everything seems very weird. Like Cisco just looks different. He's acting different. Yeah, and they start talking about na- nicknaming the uh, that guy on the motorcycle that um, Barry had just caught, and yeah, uh, thief. They're like, and they're like, let's call him the stealer or whatever they said, the like the robber or the burglar. Yeah, and then he goes, "What about this, the thief?" Like, like yeah, Cisco's being fucking chode. Yeah, Cisco's naming abilities have taken a plunge. No, it's weird. I, I hate seeing Cisco in that light because it's just not. I don't know. It's that's just not, not normal. Him. And the first, the first moments you get with Cisco in the season, and that's what he's like. And I'm just like, ugh. But it's. I mean, it's whatever. Cisco seems real off. He doesn't. You know, he doesn't have a nickname. It just sucks. Barry, Barry wants Iris and Joe to work it out, so he tries to like say the problem out loud. This is also during well, Cisco uh, walks out of the room. He was doing that because he didn't know what happened. Because well, yeah. So he's like, so how about you just. Uh, Maybe it would just be good for you to tell each other exactly what's going on. And Wally's like, dude. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, well, fuck. So like, what's wrong with you? I still don't think we learned what happened. No, I don't think we did. I don't remember them saying anything about exactly what happened. I hope we... No, I'm kind of curious. Like, yeah. What could have happened that makes Iris and Joe not want to talk to each other? I don't know. But, 
She said it was Joe's fault. Yeah, she goes, it was him. I mean, he and Joe just looks so trodden about. Like he just looks so. Yeah, he's he's not happy. I mean, who would be? He doesn't look mad. He just looks so sad and upset. It's like he's like, oh, real down yeah. in the dumps. Um, Barry then t- starts talking to Felicity about how he uh erased the 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 kiss from existence for the, for the second time. He's like, yeah, I've kissed Iris twice and I've erased both of them from existence. God damn it. <laughs> What the like? <laughs> that's so ridiculous. To yeah. Think about. There's just there's so there's so many repercussions. Because he was talking to Iris and he's like, well, it's like you told me. And she goes, he goes, oh yeah, I took care of everything I needed to take care of, and just like you told me, or whatever. And she goes, like, we never had that conversation. And that's when he realizes that uh, he never that never happened. Right. So they never kissed. So he's like, God damn it. Yeah, it's it's just, it's insane. But then and then Tom Tom Felton was in this episode. It was weird. It was really weird, but it was cool. I mean, I like him. But so he makes his first appearance, and well, him and Joe are walking up the stairs talking. Yep. And they walk into his crime lab, and there's two desks in there, and then there just happens to be sitting Tom Felton. Yep. And he's kind of like, "Who is this guy?" Like, he's currently Barry's existence. He's currently Barry's assistant. Oh. <laughs> I not, he is put. not Barry's assistant. He is. Barry's, yeah, they're equals in that. Lab. Yes, at the at that at the moment when well, we didn't find that out until after I had written that. I was kind of obvious immediately. Well, yeah, but I thought that um, maybe I meant he is currently in Barry's. I don't know what I fuck I meant by that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not really sure. It, my phone, like like you said, it fucks up. I can't remember if I wrote existence or if I. Well, either way. Well, they go in there and they, uh, it's very clear that he does not like Barry. See, Barry doesn't remember him, but according from Tom Felton's perspective, They've been he's working known together. Barry for a while. Yeah, he goes, "You knew I was going to come back from that conference or whatever." And he goes, "Looks like we're going to be roommates longer." It's like neither I know neither one of us like that fact or whatever. This is weird. It is really strange. But his name is Julian Albert. Um, he's a CSI just like Barry, and he kind of I I don't I don't exactly know what his purpose there is. Didn't really. Did they talk too much about why he's there? I don't know. Like I know that later on they re- they say that he's the best. Like, like when he mentions his name to Snow and, I mean to Caitlin and Cisco, they're like, of course we know who he is. He's the best. Like, he's a meta human. When they said he's the best, I th- I kind of took it as like a kind of sarcastic. I don't think so. No, I think they meant it like he's the best. Like at his job, like <laughs> at what he does, I think. Because he's, he's involved with metahuman CSI thing. Right. They would know. I didn't take it like that. I don't really know. Maybe it was just the way Cisco said it kind of like downtroddenly that made me think yeah. like, yeah, he's yeah, the best. Like, but because uh, Barry keeps saying, oh, I hate that guy. Um, so Cisco is, Cisco's revealed to be in bereavement therapy. Yeah, because like in the scene before, I just had to say real quick, it's kind of funny, but he's... Uh, they're, they're, everybody's giving Barry a hard time because he doesn't know what's going on, but he can't tell him he doesn't know what's going on. And says, "Cause like I'm gonna go to the gym." He's like, "When did when did he start working out?" And then Wong's oh like, yeah, he'd be real fucking like whatever. He like he just like <laughs> comes right at him. I'm just like, "Well, shit." Barry's like, "Fuck." Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, it's funny. That is funny. But he's in bereavement therapy because his brother is apparently dead. Yeah. Um, Barry has no idea. So Barry shows up to the gym. Is that when that happens? No, this is, he shows up another time. Only shows up to the gym once. I don't know exactly when, but well, yeah, he does. I don't because I don't think I wrote that down. That's when we learned his brother died. Was when he showed up to the gym. I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah. Well, um, Cisco's being very cold with Barry. He's like, "What are you doing here?" You know what I mean? He's like, 
then he just basically just tells him to leave. Like we don't really get get too much out of him. Um, yeah, it's like he seems pissed at Barry. Like, like oh, you couldn't be there to help me before. Yeah, he's like now you care enough to help me. Like he's just being very cold, and it's very bothersome. Your mustache is bothering me. Why? Because like the way you shaved it. Well, it just seems higher than like it doesn't come right down to your lip. There's a space of skin just right here. I don't know why it's just irritating. You're <laughs> <laughs> so weird looking. I I hung out with you literally all day yesterday, and you never said anything. I don't really. We're face to face quite a bit in this episode. Anyway, sorry. And DJ's <laughs> mustache is weird. Well, like there's skin right here. Yeah, it's that's it how it's come supposed. All the way down to the lip. Well, yeah, it usually does. I always shave it just a tie above the lip. <laughs> That's not an inch. Not an inch? I did not shave it an inch above the lip. <laughs> It'll grow back in. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> well, it's fucking weird. It goes back to Barry and Felicity talking. And he goes, a lot of things have been different. He goes, not on a huge scale. Like, you know, like the world is practically the same. Right. Pretty much. You know, there's not been, like, there's not a different president. There's not, the Nazis haven't taken over, et cetera. This, this next thing is I'm, I'm going to go into it, and I want you to say it. Um, so, and then uh, Barry goes in, and he's like, can I use your computer? And he, like, jumps in, it and he's, like, typing really super quick. And Felicity's like, oh, hey, uh, like, that's my baby. Like, But uh, he goes, oh, nothing seems to be different. And then, like, he, like, then, like, all of a sudden there's, like, a picture pops up on the computer. He goes, wait. And then <laughs> he's like, who's this boy with John? Who's this boy with Diggle? She goes, wait, Diggle didn't have a son? He goes, no, baby Sarah. He goes, it's John, baby John. He goes, oh. <laughs> He's so. Like, He's like, oh, Jesus. But this is intriguing because if you all remember from Star City 2046 episode of Legends of Tomorrow, we find out that Connor Hawk, who was the green arrow, the black kid, the young one, was named John Diggle Jr. So Barry inadvertently, through Flashpoint, created Connor Hawk. Potentially. Let's, let's hope so, because holy shit. Right? That would be awesome. Baby John Diggle. Why does that say that? Because that's what that is. Oh. Oh, yeah. Baby John. Baby John Diggle Jr. <laughs> I like it. It's just a version of Diggle that's I'm a baby. I'm just picturing John Diggle <laughs> as a baby. A very muscular. That's so weird, man. Just with the same head. I knew that. As soon as you said that, why does it say that? Like, I can see you thinking about it. Because that's all I thought of. <laughs> oh, God. That's funny as shit. <laughs> just. Oh, <laughs> what is that from? Family Guy. Family Guy. Oi! I got to do I got to see that scene. I have to see that scene. I forgot about that. Uh, but uh, all right, well. <laughs> Are you sure it's not from American Dad? I'm 100% sure. <laughs> Oi! Keep talking. Oh, Jesus, that's funny. Oh, I can't even fucking get my composure here. Uh, Barry decides that he has to fix the world one more time. Felicity is totally on board. With this, so he, uh, he, I don't, I don't know what happens. Does he just run off and decide that that's what's gonna, that's, that's what he's doing? But, oh shit, did you find it? Brian, look what I want. Wow, what'd you win that for? For having the best pig in the competition. Wait, you bred a pig? Sure did. Most genetically perfect one in the contest. Oink. Oink. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, he's something, isn't he? Are those fists? Yeah, right, show him, pig. Jesus Christ, dude, that's oink. That shit cracks. Are those fists? <laughs> that shit cracks in the book. Up. Anyway, anyway uh, sorry for the tangent. That shit's funny. <laughs> I can't even handle that shit. All right. Um, Barry decides that he has to fix the world again. He's like, "Fuck, I gotta fix the world." 
Because as soon as he realizes that John Diggle's daughter no longer exists, so he starts running, and he looks like he's going through a time a time portal again. Is that when this happens? I'm pretty sure. Because I I wrote that down that it happened, but not in this. It, I don't think it happens yet. I don't know. I feel like it did. Because it happens. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want because I don't want to talk about it yet if it didn't happen. But he had, he decides that he ha- definitely has to do that. Yeah. But then, so then we get then we get a shot of Edward Claris on the bus. Eid. Eid Claris. Ed Claris. He's on the bus. He's in the back of the bus, and he's like getting. He's having visions. He's going crazy. Like he's like yelling out loud, and people are like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. <he's>, Stop. <laughs> yeah. He's uh. So he's having visions of Flashpoint, which is weird. Yeah, uh, this is strange. Like, uh, doesn't make sense to me. Like how I don't know. Yeah, but then he, he looks at the bus window and he gets he sees alchemy against uh, carb like being written into like seemingly the fog in the window and, or scratched or scratched into the glass of the window. It's really weird. Sure. And he wants you know. So enter Doctor Alchemy. This is when this happens. You see him. He kind of looks like a monk. Uh, he looks pretty pretty similar to his comic book counterpart. Um, he <coughs> basically just he wants the visions to stop, but he wants flash. You know, he wants he's going to give him the same powers as his rival. He talks to him. He's like, you want those powers? You know, you want to be that. It's crazy that, that same he person. Can do that. It is crazy, but that's what like, he's got. As far got. as I like, know, alchemy can't do that. Like, he's got the philosopher's stone. Yeah, but he can just spoilers. Like it was saying that he can transform. Like when I was reading about it, it was saying that he was just alchemy until he acquired the philosopher's stone. That he then became Doctor Alchemy. Right. He's able to transmute things. Like it's like the philosopher's stone could turn stuff into gold or whatever. Blah, right. Blah, blah. But like it was like he can turn oxygen into carbon monoxide. Like. You know, and like that's crazy. Die. Like he, but to give somebody powers, I, I don't know much about Doctor Alchemy, but I didn't feel like that was in his repertoire. But maybe. what are also, and it's also without. Why is Claris having visions of Flashpoint? Without Alchemy, even let's take Alchemy completely out of the picture. Yeah. Is he still having visions of Flashpoint and saying like oh, I've always known something was missing and blah 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 blah. Unless blah. Alchemy is doing because Alchemy seems to know about Flashpoint because he. Yeah, because that's why those husks that we keep that they keep seeing. I think they already mentioned at this point. Yes, the husks—they're just skin, like uh, it's like a snake skin, but people. Uh, they're all over the place, and they finally come to the like they find out that the last one that they saw was this guy's Claris's. Huh? Are they from Flashpoint then? Yeah, that, at, the end of the episode, at the end of the episode, they said that uh, they have a feeling that everybody that had powers in Flashpoint is going to come to this pl- this plane after huh. that because. Alchemy, alchemy seems to know what went on in Flashpoint, which is fucking weird. I don't understand how. I hope I'm sure they'll answer our questions. I'm they, sure they, oh, they yeah, have a they, pretty good job. At the Flash it. has never not answered anything that we've had, but that's just insane. Like unless the Philosopher's Stone and his already whatever abilities he has just makes him that crazy. Like, that's yeah, that's pretty interesting. So so yeah, so we get. Uh, let's see, Julian is a douchebag. <laughs> Yeah, Tom, Fe- Tom Felton. Tom Felton, yeah. He, he always plays an asshole is what yeah. he said after I said Because like, being a fucking asshole. I just like, picture Barry looking at him and be like, you're in a real fucking Malfoy right now, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> like, Yeah, it's ridiculous, dude. I, so I see when I see him. like I, It's like watching Daniel Radcliffe. Like when we were watching Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man. It's all I just, I'm like, wow, Harry Potter's acting so weird right now. Yeah. Same yeah. way with fucking um, The Woman in Black. Yeah. I was like, don't go in there, Harry. Or you fucking retard. I've not. I've never watched one. I heard it's actually a good movie. I've heard it's really weird and funny. <coughs> but uh, the Swiss Army Man was a fantastic movie. It was just yeah. so strange. But um, 
uh, Tom Felton is an, always an asshole and seems to be in everything he plays. I don't think I've seen him in anything else but Harry Potter and this. I feel like he was in one other... Oh, yeah, he's in a show on TV about, like, a mur- It's like a murder show, a detective show. He's supposed to be, like... It was, he was, I think he's one of the main guys. In is that he a douchebag? I think so. Probably. Um, and we that learned that Dante, to be a douchebag. Dante was killed by a drunk driver. I didn't hear this part. This was, yeah, this was uh, just being discussed by, um, I think it was like Caitlin. And, some, or, or Cisco just says it like on the fly. Like, well, my brother was killed by a drunk driver and you decided <laughs> like, you didn't want to go back and do that. So he's, he's pissed off at Barry. Yeah, so at this point we don't know why he's pissed at Barry. He just he just says kind of says it and I kind of had an idea as soon as he said at the uh, his therapy or whatever it was. As soon as he said, "Well, you don't you want to help me now?" I had a feeling it had to do with his somehow brother. saving his brother, like whether whether or not being there or going to save him in the feud past. Like I, right, I knew it had something to do with that. I had a feeling. Um. So Barry arranges a dinner for everybody. Um. And it's it's funny the way he does it. You yeah, know what I mean? He, he he runs over and talks to Joe. And arranges that it happens, and then he, he he runs away and talks to Iris and gets all this information. Well, he about, does a typical Iris wants to talk to you, and then he goes yeah, and then he goes back and says, oh well, he'll give you the information on the Hus killers or the Hus killings, and and you know he's just going back and forth. And right. Very typical, but in a better in a flash way. Right. So he figures out a way to get everybody there. He gets Caitlin there, uh, Cisco there, <coughs> Wally, Barry, Iris, Joe. They're all there. They're all at uh, <coughs> the West household after Iris said that she would never show up there ever again and um, all this stuff. And he tries to get them to reconnect. And uh, how the conversation goes south really quickly because obviously they all figure out that yeah, like Barry the, set it up. Like what, it's like, oh, and now you can tell me about that husk killing things. And he goes, you know I can't discuss that with you. He goes, well, Barry told me that. And she goes, yeah, well, Barry told me this. And right. And then Cisco looks at Snow and she goes, "I knew this would be a disaster or something." Yeah, being then, really down or Debbie Downer, Cisco. And this is this is when it's revealed that Cisco wanted no, maybe not at the dinner, maybe the next day at Thor Labs. It's then revealed that yeah, Barry, uh, Cisco wanted Barry to save Dante, but he didn't do it for whatever reason or another. This must have been in the, earlier in that timeline. Yeah, and uh, see, but no, but see, but first happens is that they're at dinner and then his uh, meta human watch goes off. Yes. And it says there's a speedster down by fucking the shipyard or whatever the fuck, wherever he was exactly. <clears throat> so uh, everybody gets up. Barry goes and shows up. And then Rival's there. See, that thing with Cisco wants Barry to save Dante, I think, would have happened after. Because they went straight from dinner to fight Rival. Right. So Barry well, shows that's up. Weird. And then there's like... He's like, look, his rival. So he's like, fuck. He's like, what the hell? Like, he, he's like, how are you? What are you doing? He's like, oh, hey, Barry. You're... He's like, remember me? See, but in this world, he still thinks that Kid Flash is around. Because uh, he says, like, where's your sidekick now? Like, yeah. all this stuff. Um, It's weird because he's got memories of Flashpoint that he shouldn't have those memories. Like, and it doesn't. It's the only way, unless Alchemy is capable of instilling these memories into him. Yeah. Because this always seemed to be happening, like when he was having those visions. Yeah, it was always happening when alchemy was getting rooted into something. Right. So like, I feel like there's a connection. Yeah, there has to, the, to be to the visions. Well, they get in a little fight or a skirmish or whatever. It was pretty dope. Yeah, they just start running like he's chasing him and see. To me, I feel like rival shouldn't be all that fast compared to like Zoom. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Barry, 
Because this is the timeline in which Barry beat Zoom. Zoom was fucking ridiculous. So yeah. it doesn't... There's no way that Rival... I'm I'm in complete agreement with you. There's no way that Rival is that fast. No. And unless Barry slowed down somehow, but I don't think... I doubt it. But uh, they're running, and, like, you know, he's just right behind him, and then Barry, like, takes a turn. And then, like, as he's running straight, Rival's running straight, Barry comes from the side and just shoulder blasts him, dude, and he just fucking Oh, yeah, I was awesome. Miles. Like, it seemed like he just flew fucking forever, because that's not yeah. where they're going. It was he, just like, so... skipped across the goddamn city and then landed in some water somewhere. And then he, like... Lost him. Uh, Barry lost track of him. So right. So then it's back. It's back over to Star Labs, which might be where this is, <clears throat> this is going on. Um, Iris is aware of some of the odd things that are happening, and then like with the way Barry's acting. Yeah. So she can I talk to you for a second? That she takes him out into the hallway and asks him what's going on. Like, yeah. Uh, what's what's the deal? He goes like I'm sorry. He goes I can't. He's like I gotta fix it. So then he tries to. Yeah. So he goes back running through the time stream. Well, I think he learned before this. He learns that he couldn't go save his brother and whatever. Yeah, some somewhere along the, these lines. I don't know why I would have written it out of order. I don't know. You know, what I mean, because I wouldn't have known that that far ahead. I usually write things as they're happening. So you would just, think so, but like I know they went straight from dinner to fight. Rival. rival. So yeah, I'm not. Maybe it happened at dinner. I can't remember. I don't know. Um. But Barry tries to go back. He's running through the city, and he... This is what I was talking about earlier. There's the time portal thing. The time... The right. time... What the hell do they call it? The the, the speed force? No. Like, what do they call them? Like the, the breach? The breach. Or whatever. It kind of... It looks a lot like the breach from when they go to different universes. Right. This is the time breach, and uh, he's running through it, and then all of a sudden, somebody grabs on his shoulder. I thought it was him. Like, I thought it was yeah. him grabbing himself. I was not expecting it to be who it was. Yeah. I mean, we knew he was here, because he's on the fucking... He was on the... Oh, that's right. He was on the main on the episode title, like you know, like the picture it shows for the episode. Right. Speaking speaking of that bullshit, there's some fucking uh, right in the middle of this episode. We're watching this on the CWC or the CW app on Xbox. And there's commercials. And there's some fucking bullshit ass spoilery commercials that just show you fucking previews for episode three, mid episode season two. Right. You know, what I mean, now I, I I can't speak for everybody else who watches it next day air. We wait almost a week. Before we watch it. Right. So, like, I can't necessarily blame them for putting it on there, but, like, what the fuck kind of bullshit? Like, I mean, what if it, like, gave an answer away? Yeah, I know. Well, I'd have been it pissed. didn't this time, but it gave us some interesting information. But, it, well, it ends up being Jay Garrick, his father's doppelganger, uh, thrown in his 1990s. I think he said it was 98 when they were at the diner, didn't he? He's like, what year? He's like, where, where are we? He goes, well, blah, blah, something. I think, I think he said 1990. Oh, I thought he said 1998. He could have. I, I, maybe we both <clears throat> well, He seems very happy about it. He goes, 1990. Like, this is the best. Like, yeah. Like, they're in his diner. And he, he's very, he acts very different than his dad did. Like, he's very yeah. uppity kind of. And just like. He's like, they have the best corned beef hash I've ever had. Yeah. Um. Now he's, you know, he's like, what the hell's going on? And the bear's like, what are you doing? He's like, well. He's like, you're messing with time. He's pretty much telling him, you can't mess with time. There are consequences. And Barry's like, I've heard all this. Blah, blah, blah. He goes, well, he goes, take it. He's like, I'm not just some scientist with some ideas. He goes, I am a speedster, too. Like, I know. He, al- he also do- said that he was doing this with, I think he said Harry Wells. And Jesse was telling him everything that had happened. Yeah, he's been talking to Harrison about and he it. And decided that he was going to keep an eye on Barry, which yeah. is crazy. How can he keep an eye on him from that? That's what I don't understand. Like, I, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. There's no way. Unless he's just always constantly running there to... Just a look, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how he can know as much as he does. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But it's just plot filler. It's, yeah. It's it's plot progression. There's things I have to accept. 
which sucked because there's no way that he knows. Like, there's no way unless he's just always. I running. mean, unless there's this connection, <coughs> that deep of a connection with the Speed Force that yeah. he can. Yeah, I don't know, but he uses so he gives him the time travel consequence speech. He also says that he's been there, done that, which doesn't make any sense. So that, that would mean that he's fucking created a flashpoint. Ish. If you take that literally, see, I never see. I was always under the impression that Jay Garrick was not quite that fast because. Jay Garrick was never as fast as Barry Allen or Wally West. Like, right? You know, he, he's fast, but he's not as fast as them. Right. So as far as I know, he never reached light speed. So I don't, <clears throat> I don't really know. But the way he explains it's cool. He goes, even if you could, he's like, when you you break this mug, boom, boom, he like shakes it and it breaks a chunk off. Because even if you fix it, it's never going to be exactly the same. Right. It's going to be still the mug, but there's going to be di- like it's going to be cracked. There's going to be slight variations. Like there might be a chip like. Which represents that he's still practically in the same timeline as he was before Flashpoint, but there's going to be cracks and differences that he just cannot, he can't fix. So it's going to be interesting, as far as we know. They're going to be, in, they're going to be in this world now. Like these things are just going to be like this. Like, right. So it's it's up to Barry to decide that he's going to go back and he's going to tell everybody the truth. He's going to give them the option to learn about their uh, selves in Flashpoint if they want to know, because they deserve to know and learn about the differences between now and the, the actual timeline where Barry came from at the end of season two. Now, keep this in mind. He mentioned it a little bit, but uh, Caitlin seems to be the only one that nothing is different. Right. Everything seems to be pretty much the same for her. Um, and, every- and about Wally, too, I guess. Wally doesn't seem to have any differences as far yeah. as... But, anyway. Everyone else seems very distraught about this news. Even Joe is like, this is some heavy stuff, dude. Well, it like- is. Like, how hard... That'd be so... I mean, if you didn't know that Flash was capable of doing that, then you would be like, that's doesn't make sense because as far as they know their whole lives have been what they are now right that's why it's just weird like when he was uh when him and rival had the conversation he goes I've, I've always had this life he goes you can't take that from me like but barry as far as you know barry only created it they've only technically been around for three months at that point in flashpoint right so but as their memories go they've been living that whole life so that's hard news that would be very hard news to take like if i came to you right now and said well you've only actually been around for three months then Right. I just created you. <laughs> yeah, but pretty much. And it, it is it during this scene when we find out that Barry indeed did create. He created a third timeline, a third plane yeah. of existence. But he'll never be able to get back to the original one that he came from. Right. So let's say Barry traveling down Main Street is <clears throat> is gone. Now we're on Main Street two, and that's that's the new the oh, new Main thing. Street three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really? Like I don't. Because like the way he, he draws one line, he says, "This is <clears throat> this is." Well, where I was considered Flash Flashpoint, maybe more or less like Elm Street, oh, I mean, whatever, or some shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because he definitely did not go down that that plane of existence. Yeah. Like he came back, but he tried getting back to Main Street, but it was not. It was Main Street too. Yeah. But I'm down with. I understand what you're trying. Right. To, you know. Because it's like he made he, the original timeline. He drew out, and then he drew a second one, which was Flashpoint going down. Right. It's seemingly the same except for these differences that he changed. Then he draws a third line, which is pretty much exactly the same as the first one, except with the little differences. That's why it's a third universe or whatever. Right. Like, it's not. It's not the same one. But so he does. He does a pretty good job by doing this. And then Iris. <coughs> Iris. Wait. Where am I at here? Uh, uh, Cisco isn't being very understanding of Barry. He's like. It's like. Oh well. When it's your mother to go save, you can save your family. But when it's my family, you can't. He just like storms off. Right. Barry figures out, or no, Barry, Barry's like, oh, I'm going to go talk to him. And he goes in there, and he kind of explains to him what's going on, and he says he's really sorry. And He's like, trust me. He goes, I can't do that. He goes, I already, what he pretty much has experienced 
going back and saving somebody is not a good thing. He goes, you wouldn't want it on. He's like, you might save your, I might go back and save your brother, but somebody else might suffer a worse fate or hundreds of people might. He goes, you don't want that on your conscience. Trust me. He goes, saving your brother at the risk of the whole world being different and other people dying is just not worth it. You don't want that to live with that thought. Yeah. I mean, Barry gave up his mother and father because of that reason. So, right. You know, I would see that as, well, shit, he has to be right. Like, why would you give that up? Yeah, it's, it's a matter of deciding what's what's worth the cost. Like, I mean, oh, I'm going to have my mother and father back, but for, three, you know, for everybody else is going to be a fucking douchebag. Like, or just just suck. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. life's just going to suck. You know what I mean? So you can have your brother back, but at what cost? Just go, like, what? You know I mean? I might be able to go save your brother, but whenever I come back here, fucking... <laughs> Iris might be dead, or, yeah. or or you know, or something else, and it's just going to be a nonstop, never-ending loop of going back and saving people and changing things when he gets back. That's yeah. you don't fuck with time travel. He's learned his lesson. So, Iris then delivers. Barry goes off to uh, talk to uh, Julian Dorn, Tom Felton, and Iris, during this time, Iris delivers an inspiring speech about forgiveness. Uh, while while he's speaking with uh, Julian Dorn, he talks to him about grabbing the file on the husks. Yeah, he wants to see the file because he knew the name of he knew Clarice's name, which yeah. he shouldn't, uh, you know, seemingly. He's like, so Tom Fallon realized that he stole, later he mentions it, but he realized that Barry stole the, the skin. Right. A sample, whatever. Um, so Upon doing this, Barry uses this information to track down Rival's location, and it is to the mill. The, the what kind of mill was it? Like Sawmill. I don't know because it was realized that he was found. His body was here, but it floated down river to where it was. They found. They were looking at right. It, so. so that would place him at the same place yeah, so that he, he died at in Flashpoint. So he goes and he shows up, and he's like, "It's about time you figured it out." I was wondering if you'd be able to, whatever. Right. And he's like, "And I brought a friend." And then alchemy comes and just blasts him with something like it looks yeah. a lot like vibes blasts like yeah they look very similar like later when vibe shows up I thought it was alchemy at first not mm-hmm. I, but yeah and he blasts him a couple of times and Barry just can't get up out of the way uh, you know get up and run away but he keeps blasting him it's weird weird and then and then um, another fight ensues him rival and, versus flash yeah it's pretty cool it's a brutal fight <clears throat> yeah it seemed at first. It seemed like again he had the upper hand. Rival had the upper hand. Like he was, he was kind of beaten up on Barry, and then yeah. and then he gets hit down, and all of a sudden Barry comes up and starts beating up on him. Like he does this awesome thing where he spins around really, really fast, and like and then like punches him. Like a oh, it's fucking awesome! Punch. It was awesome. And then all of a sudden, who shows up? Vibe. Yeah, because ba- Barry Vibe. was like he was down on the on the crate, and like Rival was like beating up on yeah Barry, and then Vibe. Blast! It was somebody blast him. I thought it was. I thought it was going to be alchemy. Like, don't kill him, or because it looked a lot like his blast. I didn't expect Vibe to be there. Yeah. Yeah. So we get. We saw those gloves though. I didn't even realize. Like, I yeah. saw the gloves earlier, and I was like, "What are those gloves?" Like, but then like they're Vibe's gloves. It's pretty sweet. I can't wait. I can't wait to get more like Cisco. It, it, awesome Vibe shit. So Vibe and Flash tag team. Um, and then there's like this. Barry does this fucking crazy Sonic Punch Boom thing. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, like, he, like, punches him, and then I think Vibe blasts him, and then he comes back to Barry, and then he, like, punches him in the stomach. Boom. It was fucking cool. Yeah, it was like, you see it. You see, like, the, the 
I love the cinematography in these episodes. Like, yeah, it was good. The way they're showing these fights, they're slowing it down so you can, like, oh, it's so cool. I seen somebody on Facebook this morning bitching about the CW <laughs> TV shows about how terrible the CGI is, and I'm like, fuck you, dude. Like, yeah, it's, it's getting better. You know what? You need to be happy that you're alive at a time like yeah, this. Yeah, even experiencing this, like... You know what like, I mean? Sure. Maybe. Go watch Go watch the original Flash when with Barry's dad now that was right. the Flash. And then tell Even me. Even go watch fucking Smallville. Yeah, and then tell me that this shit is Right, you know what I mean? Maybe, yeah, sure. Five, you know, five, six years from now if they're doing shit like this still. Now, there are times where it's extremely obvious that when Barry's running really fast. Right. It's CGI. But yeah, but it's still, I mean, like, like... this episode, like, when he was running through those tornadoes and then he jumped to the other one in the last episode. Fuck yeah, dude, it was it great. great. Just be what a time to be alive. Is all I have to say, just for real. So let's see. It says uh, Doctor Alchemy gave Clarice his speed, which we already knew that. Right. Uh, but they learn that Barry learns it, um, and then they meant they realize. I can't remember exactly how they realize, but everyone with powers in Flashpoint is going to get them back. They assume, and that's when they decide. That's when they think, well, shit, maybe these people are all the ones that had that. Well, there's four husks, so there's probably four fucking powers out there. Like, yeah, one of them husks is going to. Be Wally if he dies. If he actually died in Flashpoint. It depends if Alchemy can get to Wally. Yeah. See, but I feel like Wally should already have his speed because from the trailer we saw, we saw Jesse Quick as a speedster. That's true. And the same thing happened to her as it happened to him. So why yeah, but not in the same... Not in the same... Like, remember, both of them passed out, but and Barry had that connection like it affected with her Jesse. Well, yeah, but... And, but then Wally woke up just fine. He never had the I same... I don't understand why it didn't happen to Wally as, as same. I don't know. But whatever, we'll figure it out. I guess I'm we'll sure see. Wally will get his speed but by the end of the season. I'm going to be irritated if he gets his speed because of Dr. Alchemy. That is not the way it happens. Yeah, that's fucking retarded. But um, So th- this is the point when he tells Caitlin that she's the only one who hasn't really been... Like, unless you have some, some latent dreams of being an obstetrician or whatever. Right. And she's like, what? He's like, never mind. Flashpoint joke. Yeah. And then as he walks out, her hand just starts, like, putting off frost. Yeah, dude, that it was beautiful looking. It's interesting. I wonder is that the first time it happened to her or she's just I don't know what the hell's going on. It's crazy. Um so <laughs> Julian being a real fucking Malfoy. Yeah, this just is the way he the way he talks down to Barry is just the exact same way that he talked down to Harry Potter. Yeah, cuz it was funny cuz he's like I know that you you had to have stolen the sample when he's he says like Alan. I'm like Alan. All right, Potter. <laughs> like it just reminded me of the way he says Potter. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's, he's talking. He's talking to him about that, and then Barry, Barry and Iris share the same exact kiss that they shared yeah, on the at the very stairs on the porch. Yep. Same light and everything. <laughs> it was a beautiful shot. Very comic booky shot. Um, the same exact one that happened at the end of uh season two. Yep. Um, before he goes back to kill his mom. This time for real. This time Barry's not going to go back and fuck it up. They don't fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Third, you got third times a charm. Right. Alchemy shows up. <laughs> well, uh, Clarice is in Iron Heights. He's in a cell. And uh, all of a sudden, you hear, you failed me. He goes, oh, give me a chance again. I can do it. Give me another chance. He goes, and then, like, Alchemy just, like, seems to, like, teleport into the prison. Yeah. This guy seems to be crazy. Like, I don't know what. Uh, I think I think he's using Mirror, like, the reflection. Maybe. In Mirror Master. I think it just might have to do with the stone. I don't really know. Because he supposedly, like, at the end of the first episode, he was, like, scratching it in the back of a mirror. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but so he was doing it on the glass. In the glass, too. Like, how can he do that, though? Mirror Master can do that kind of stuff. Well, how can Dr. Alchemy give somebody speed? Like, 
Yeah. Who knows what his powers are with that Philosopher's Stone? I think that's what he was blasting Barry with. Yeah. The stone. I don't really know. We don't even know that yet. We just know that that's that's the only reason we know about the Philosopher's Stone is the the hilarious Harry Potter references that we we're going to be able to make. Yeah, that but that pretty much ends the episode with, you know, that was the after credit type scene. I think like it yeah. showed Flash after they kissed. I think and then it showed that scene real quick and then it ended. Yeah, pretty much. So it was a good episode. Like you know, so season three so far it seems to be pretty awesome. But uh, I guess we're gonna get right into. Arrow, Season 5, Episode 2. Now, it's going to seem... I'm guessing... So, Supergirl's always going to be one episode behind Arrow and Flash because of the fact that Flash and Arrow aired one week before both actually Supergirl and Legends. So, every time it's Episode 2 of Flash and Arrow, it's going to be Episode 1 of Legends and Supergirl. So, Episode 2 of Supergirl will coincide with Episode 3 of Arrow and Flash, so etc. Um, so... Arrow, Season 5, Episode 2, is called The Recruits. Now, Arrow c- came in with a fucking... This blasted in Episode 1. The, the season premiere was amazing. Like it, it was probably the best of the four shows, in my opinion. It was the best season premiere. Supergirl was okay. Flash was interesting. The only thing with Flash, I was disappointed with Flashpoint. Legends was good. Legends was real good. We'll get to that. But uh, I think the Arrow's premiere was by far the best of the four. Would you agree? Yeah. I liked Arrow's best. It was just good. I, I liked Legends, but Arrow so far, the story is so, you know, absolutely so enticing. Yeah, Legends was awesome, but Arrow, Arrow, like, because Arrow season four, like, ep- season one was great, season two was great, season three was good, season four seemed to be kind of... Last year? Yeah, we were like, fuck, is it going, is it, like, is Arrow just, like, losing its ideas? Is it just going down the drain? Like... Oh, that, I, I have... I mean, it was good, but it wasn't what, but then season five is just, like, a whole new... Just fucking... I have almost no love for season four of Arrow. Like, I did not enjoy it at all. I mean, it was good. It just wasn't... I just don't... I don't know. There wasn't anything that was so awesome that happened. I just hated Damien Dark. I was tired of him. Now, I am all about that fucking crossover from last year. Oh, yeah. Even though, yes, it was an introduction to Legends. But still. But it was so dope. Like, I... that, That shit was awesome. I cannot wait for the crossover this year. Just because it is not, they're not introducing anything. It'll be its own story, and it's gonna be so awesome. Like, I don't know. I'm excited. See, like the first crossover you get, it was just like an introduction for Flash and Arrow's right. universe. Like, see, but now I don't know. Now I just can't, I can't wait for new new crossovers, man. I'm so fucking stoked. Yeah, it's gonna be sick. But uh, so we're getting into that. Uh, I'm gonna mention something about the last time on Arrow thing real quick. At the end of last season, we uh, Damian Dark sent those nukes all over the world, and they stopped all of them except one. Right now, Felicity had the hard task of deciding what to do with this missile that they couldn't stop. They either had to let it, they either had to let it hit their city, I think it was, or set it off course somewhere else. Now she tried everything she could, not, but it hit a town, little place called Haven Rock, and got hit by a nuke. Um, it was the only place to get hit by the nuke in that area, in that whole entire thing. So they mentioned it in the last time, so I was like, well, shit, this is going to be relevant. Like, it yeah. usually is, so. The episode starts off with Wild Dog. The actual episode, he's chasing some bad guy. Like, I, I don't know, just some bad guy. And he seems to be doing okay until he <laughs> tries to jump over a wall. <laughs> and he trips, and like, he, like, trips like, over the wall. He doesn't fucking jump high enough. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what an idiot. Like, that guy's fucking retarded. Um... But his leg seems to be healing up okay since Arrow 
you put up, you know, keep that elevated. That was the title of last week's Nerd Talk Clips episode. Um, yeah. This, uh, then, so Arrow saves him yeah, by. Like, just in the nick of time. Some whole, some Spider Man shit. Like, he just, like, wraps him up with his, with a. With an arrow. Whatever. Yeah. It was, pretty, it was pretty dope. Yeah. He's been doing some crazy Spider Man ass shit. Yeah. In this fucking. With his bow. There's a, is there's no. no DC counterpart to Spider Man, is there? No, I don't think so. Spider Man's pretty original as far as yeah, unless Blue Beetle, but I don't think that he he's not quite the same. Yeah, but uh, I was just curious. I'm pretty sure this Wild Dog is that boxer guy from before. I they look so much alike. Remember from the other season, like there was that season oh, that would have been like season two or, or something. Three. He was a boxer that used to be a vigilante back in the day or something, because and he would fight them. Like he was a good, he was like a boxer. Like a, yeah, I can't remember what his name, Mad Dog or Wild. It was something like that. And but you they, yeah, you keep talking. I'll try to find out. Right. So I don't. They look so much alike. They kind of Hispanic type. This guy might be younger, but I don't know. They look so much the same. But uh, so Arrow, like he's like, he's like, I'm, he's like, uh, he left them a note, like as he left, and it said, like for a rendezvous of sorts, like it said, it, it had a time and a date and a location, and so he's like, Wildcat. Hmm. Wildcat. That's that was his name. That's not who that. It's not the same guy though. Okay. Yeah, but it looks a lot like him. Yeah. And his name, Wild Dog and Wild yeah, Cat. Wild like, so Dog, it's, it's Wild weird, Cat. That's, that's pretty wonder, goddamn similar. I wonder if Flashpoint changed that guy. I don't know. Ted Grant is a boxer. Yeah. I think that guy's name is Ramirez. Yeah. I have that written in here. Former Renee, Renee Ramirez is Wild Owner Dog. of the Wild Cat, cat Gym. Okay, so he's not that boxer guy, but I can no, but see he why. Trained, he trained Laurel. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. Oh, yeah, okay. That's, so that guy's different. But anyway, he left him a note for the rendezvous. Like he just left some note. I don't. He didn't really say for training or whatever. It just kind of. Yeah. It if just, you want, if you want more, do this. Blah blah. blah. Um, just had a location and a time. Now it goes back to the arrow cave and he's talking to Curtis, and uh, well, no, Curtis is trying to do that salmon's. The salmon, salmon ladder, ladder, yeah. And he's like, he's like doing it one at a time. Like, how does he do this? And uh, he's like, and he said, uh, an arrow, and then Oliver comes in and he goes, it's all about the core, and he gets in there, and he just boop, 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 like. Yeah. Like a monster in his suit. Not even breaking a sweat. And then she goes, yeah, that, he, and he said, oh, he makes it look something. And Felicity goes, oh, it's really hot. Or it's not. <laughs> and um, so, and then, but then he mentions the Curtis. He goes, that, you know, the train's going to be tough, but it's going to be worse for you. And he goes, why? Like, what? He's like, well, everybody else out there has a somewhat of some training. They've been doing this. You are some completely fresh. You need. So Curtis is a little bit fuck. Right. And he's like, everybody that he's trained before, he's like, then he's like, the last one had an arrow in his leg. He goes, well, he's like, Roy? He goes, well, Roy too. But he was talking yeah. about Wild Dog. And he's like, oh, you know, Barry got two arrows at the back. And then Curtis is like, well, I see, 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 I see a pattern here. Oh. Yeah, very much. He <laughs> uh, goes to Diggle. Diggle. Okay, yeah. So this goes to Diggle. He's running an extraction. We don't know much. They didn't really get into much. They just know that he has a mission for yeah, an extraction mission. That's pretty much all it was. Um, now, is this is this the same scene when he talks to the other soldier? Yes, is that, that different? Other, that other soldier's like, he's scared. And then Diggle's like, fear. Fear is what keeps like, you fear going. Fear can kiss my six. Like, which is his butt. His right. Ass, and he's That's like, an interesting good. way to say it. I fear didn't even notice that. It's like a military thing, I guess. Like, is your six would be right. your six o'clock. That's funny, though. But, uh... So yeah, he tells him pretty much fears keeps you alive. He goes, "You got to be scared a little bit," and like, etc. So uh, the, yeah, then there's a uh, mayor budget meeting with <laughs> Amber Tech. That's a- funny. Yeah, Amber Tech. With Amber Tech, uh, they're trying to Oliver and Thea are trying to get 
um, Amertech to finance a free medical clinic. They, they can help up to a thousand people in one day. Yeah. So, um, and they have a whole bunch of doctors and he really is doing this mayor stuff pretty well. Like, yeah. He's not doing bad. Um, now this next part, I forgot what Theo's name was at first. <laughs> so you almost got, yeah. So he's telling his sexy ass sister. He's recruiting a new team. Thea is so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have Renee Renee Ramirez. I can't say that. Renee Ramirez. Now, before earlier they mentioned Arrow's like we're gonna all wear masks. He goes, you're gonna wear a mask too because we don't want them to know who we are. Right. And it goes to the scene where the people are coming in for training, and she is not wearing a mask. She yeah, obviously right. was like, nope. Yep, she's not doing <laughs> that. Because I only even... wear a mask once a year, and that's if my Halloween costume allows it. <laughs> and and he walks right up to her and he says, no mask. She goes, nope, you're dreaming. Yeah. So we got Evelyn Sharp, Renee Ramirez, which I think. Evelyn Sharp is going to be the new Black Canary. Yeah, she's the one who was, uh, she was the one who was impersonating Black Canary last year. Was last it? Year. Was yeah, that who that was? That's okay. person. Um. Uh, Curtis, I can't remember Curtis's last name. Oh, I know his real name terrific. is Echo Kellum, but I don't know his is Curtis Terrific. Curtis Terrific. <laughs> Curtis, you're terrific. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Oh, such an obvious Easter egg. I loved but it though. Oliver's being really brutal, dark. He's like on the line because he has like his line drawn, and uh, he goes, "You need to ring that bell." And he's like, "Get past me, ring the bell." And he is not going easy on them. He's beating the piss out of all three of them. Yeah, he is beaton, <laughs> beaton the piss, beaton the piss out of them. <laughs> uh, Barry back. And flashback. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that, that's so confused. Barry back. I was like, "What is Barry back?" That's funny, dude. That's like one time Nate said, "Dude, you have a Barry Allen drive." Yeah, you're like, buried, buried, buried. We're like, what? What are you talking about? about? And like, took us a couple hours later. We're like, oh fuck, he means flash drive. What the fuck? How are we so stupid? <laughs> no, that's funny. Barry back. Good lord. But it shows him more training from the Bratva. Obviously, he survived the stabbing that we saw in the last episode because he's. Alive. I mean, he's the Green Arrow now, so we we know that in his flashbacks he doesn't die. So like, that's obvious, right? And uh, he's always doing the same training that the Bratva did with the bell thing. That's where he got the idea. Except, I mean, he's beating the crap out of them, but it's not going to be as brutal as the Bratva was. I yeah, imagine, so. for sure. So I love the way you wrote this. So then we get this mysterious crow-looking motherfucker, scarecrow, scarecrow-looking motherfucker. <laughs> uses cloak with some power attack some guy from Amertech the vice president yeah like the vice president guy was walking down he's like oh I gotta do this thing with this this medical thing tomorrow and he tried to give him some money and then yeah, he thought got it was a bomb or something but he looked he looked like Scarecrow from Batman like, yeah. that's what I thought at first I'm like what but then he like the way he like he like it's kind of like a, if you ever watch Spawn the way Spawn uses his cape it seemed a lot like that. Like, he could use the cloth on his cloak to fucking, like, just do shit. Like, I didn't know cool. Spawn could do that. Yeah, Spawn can use his cloak to do whatever the hell he wants. Like his That's crazy. Cape, he can turn it into armor. He can make it just fucking... Like, it's awesome. Spawn's cool. Like, I would love to see a rehash of that, but... They're supposed to be making another one. Uh, so, let's see here. Well, it goes to the president of... The CEO or whatever of Amertech, that woman. Yeah. Talking to Barry and Thea in his mayor office saying that. Well, we're not going to be able to do this now. He goes, the the company doesn't want, now that he's been attacked, they don't right. want, it's not going to be safe. Uh, yeah, and Oliver promises to keep the protection 
or keep up the, with the protection and a triple police force. Yeah, there's gonna, um, be, there's gonna be more protection there, whatever. And if they, as long as they keep going with the, with the event, you know, as long as they keep funding the event and everything like that. So then it's, then it's a bury back to dig. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's a bury. It's not a flashback. It's I guess like, yeah. I guess it's a, 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 a just a transition. over yeah transition over to Diggle. Uh, he's on his mission, and uh, they go around the corner. Him and this other guy, I can't remember his name. I don't think uh, it's relevant. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Um, they go around the corner, and they are taking fire from what seems like an ambush. Yeah, like they their extraction mission turned really bad really quick. I think some people died, and that one guy he was talking to about fear yeah. before got shot. And they're like, they knew we were coming or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like how, like, so that's why I wrote it seemed like an ambush, because it did. It seemed very ambushy to me. Right. Um, it goes back to tra- Oliver training them. They don't like it. Like they're like com- just bitching and complaining. Like, right? How are, you know? How are we learning? You're just kicking our ass. Like you know? How is this us learning anything? And then yeah, and then Felicity comes over and she's like, "Hey, can I talk to you, Green Arrow, for a minute?" And brings him up and shows that she's got some sort of like satellite. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought you said, I thought the traffic cams weren't no good or something. Yeah, she's oh, like, but the satellite is. <laughs> and she's like, "Look, oh, satellite images of uh, this this mysterious scarecrow guy." It was the attack on the vice president. Yeah, and um, she was saying that maybe you know, or Laner also wrote in here that maybe he's a meta, meta human. Yeah, because they even like Barry says that he goes meta. Is he like what is he like? Uh, because it was very obvious that there were some powers at hand. Like, Barry said that. No, I mean Oliver, Oliver said yeah. that. Um, and he goes, uh, and he's like maybe, and then they were talking. This thing, this next thing I wrote here is they were talking about the protection at the place. He goes, she's like, there's 20 entrances to this place. He goes, you can't. Watch them all by yourself. You need to take your team. He goes, they're too green. And she goes, I can say that about you. <laughs> green Arrow, you know. She's, she said that she, she's like, I'm waiting five years to use that joke. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Which is weird because he's only been the green arrow for two years. Five years. Oh, he's been arrow. Either he's been way. arrow. He's always he wasn't been green, green arrow. But yeah, I guess green. he's always been green. Um, but she, So she's trying to help him to convince him. She's trying to convince him to let the team help him guard the place or <laughs> extra eyes, whatever. And then yeah. it goes to that scene where they're they're wearing T-shirts for the event. Yeah, the Amer- Amertech, and they're all yeah they're all walking around, keeping their eyes on the building, and they're talking to Oliver. Arrow. Yeah, and like where are you? He goes, oh, I'm, I'm. You don't. That's not important. You don't need to know that. And then all of a sudden, it shows Oliver walking in. Right. And at this point, Ramirez has no idea that Oliver is just, Oliver and Green Arrow are one yeah. and the same. Neither of them, though, except for Curtis. Yeah, obviously. Um, this uh, this weird scarecrow. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You skip a lot. Anyway, he says, <laughs> Oliver comes up, and then, like, uh, Ramirez is standing by the door, and he says, oh, this pretty boy queen thinks he can change the city or whatever. Yeah. And I think it's just so funny, because you know he heard him. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, then uh, Oliver shows up. He walks around, takes a uh, little bit of a survey <laughs> of the place. And then he's giving orders, whatever. Yep. And then Quentin Lance shows up, but he's late, right? Yes. Yep. Because he's like, "What the hell? Like, it's almost over." He goes, "Traffic." Like, she's like, "Are you been drinking again?" He goes, "Oh no, I told you there's traffic or whatever." Right. He's being really weird. And then uh, all of a sudden, Mister Scarecrow guy shows up. And then we're calling him this because at this point we didn't know who he was, so we call him Scarecrow guy. So because he looked like a scare his mask looked a lot scarecrow like just like scarecrow yeah. in like a arkham game or whatever right um so he's he's crazy fast um wild dog messed up arrow and arrow man. netted him 
he messed up arrow netting him because oh oh arrow netting because he came in and he grabbed whoever holy shit he grabbed whoever and uh um you've been getting so scared lately it's such random things um (laughs) arrow showed up he's like oh he's he's here like the girl's evelyn or whatever her name was and uh he was gonna shoot him with some type of like a net like a net arrow like yeah turned into net and then wild dog like tackled him down all over you could tell arrow got mad like he's like but uh he was pissed yeah um so back to diggle (laughs) and i wrote amortech because before we thought they were saying Amber Tech, we weren't hearing them right, but mm. it's Amber Tech. Oh no, I guess it's not back to Diggle yet. It is back to the Arrow Cave when you... Arrow was uh, introducing, or not intro- he was yelling at all of the team for for being such a. Well, for, before that, uh, Mad Dog comes up to Felicity and says, "I got something." He goes, "I got this thing." He's like, "I tackled him from that rag man or whatever." You can maybe figure out. We got a clue of who he can might be. Right. Um, and that's when Arrow turns up. And yeah, Arrow turns up and he starts yelling at them. And he's making this big like, deal. You made about a mistake. He goes, I told you not to do anything. But he goes, Well, I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have got this. Like whatever. Right. But whatever. And it goes back to Dig. <sighs> yeah, and Diggle is. What well, at this point? This is he's like being he's tied up, right? No. No, not yet. Uh, no, no. He's he's up in the he's up in the other room and he's. Uh, yeah, like the other army shows up and he goes. Uh, he's he's you were late or whatever you thought he's, I thought you were never gonna come because he was helping that guy he was like reviving him so we gotta go yeah then they show up and then they see the other group of army guys and then he's then they find out real quick that yeah that it's bullshit that it's all sham and that they're they're um, stealing whatever they were trying to protect in I, the first place I don't know if I wasn't seeing it because I was taking notes but I don't know exactly what was in that place it was some sort of bomb some money or uh, something I don't know something because they were talking about he was gonna make a lot of money out of it he goes. He goes, how is your conscience going to look? He's like, well, that's, I'm going to live with that forever, but for that life, I'll be rich. Like, <laughs> I think it was some sort of bomb. I think it has to do with what Amertech is doing. I don't know. I really don't. Like, I think it's all I think it's all being connected because Amertech is connected to Haven Rock. Yeah. And Well, he's just connected because they're the ones that created the bomb that hit Haven Rock. Yeah. But I think they also have all that mm-hmm. weaponry because there's also something going on with Tobias Church. I don't know. So oh like, shit! There's a fuckload more notes here. Okay. Yeah. Well, the army is turning on him. Was what I wrote. Like they're yeah. They're just crooked. Whoever. Uh, now it goes to Felicity. Now this is confusing to me because Felicity's like I can't I can't run the de- analysis on this here in the Arrow Cave, which she's always been able to before, as far as I would know. Yeah, that's it's so weird. She's like, and then so she shows up at the police station and to her new boyfriend, who is a detective, which we didn't know that. Right. Until right now. Yeah, we we did we seen him before, but we didn't um, we didn't see that he worked for the police station or whatever. Did you eat? You did a little bit. Uh, where are the? Amortech, uh, no, it's a, she needs a cop to do the forensic workup. Why it makes no sense? Like I, that's why I was like, that's why I was just saying. Like it makes no sense why she needs them to do it. I don't understand that. Right. Unless everything that she had got destroyed in that last attack, and then she just hasn't replaced it. I don't know. Or Flashpoint. Yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> but then it mentions that, Theo mentions to Oliver that Amortech will be, could the CEO, that woman that got attacked, she will be suing this the city. Like, what the fucking, what a bitch. Like, yeah, for real. Like, that's that's some bullshit. Um, so all of, it, all of Oliver's recruits, they end up quitting. Um, Curtis says some really harsh things, saying that Oliver has failed as a leader... Um, there's no personal attachment, um, and there can be. Oh, I'm sorry. 
that well there is no personal attachment for them because there's no um there's no trust. trust yeah no trust that's the word i was looking for so he he also he doesn't know at this at this point we don't find out but later when he talks to oliver he says something like oh i'm gonna quit too because of that or no i guess that would be in there in the same thing that was during the same. That's, he's speaking yeah, that's to Oliver about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oliver then says to Felicity in private, you know, without you know, it, it's brought brought for rules, you know, with with without personal attachment, there can be no loss. So he's protecting himself by not showing him who he was. But the difference between right, and and that's what and that's what they were saying. The difference between. Um, this group, these these recruits and the older recruits, is that everybody knew Oliver Queen, you know what I mean? And, and they then, Oliver Queen. yeah, they, they he and was they, always rough and harsh, but yeah, he was, oh, he was, yeah, yeah, but they, uh, you know, I mean, they, they trusted Oliver, they didn't, you know, and the Green Arrow was his just his separate, a separate thing, so it's, yeah, it's funny, I don't remember exactly when it happened, but they mentioned, uh, he goes, uh, well, I was like, yeah, it's pretty convenient when the mayor is moonlighting as the green Lan- as the green arrow, and she goes, maybe the green arrow is moonlighting as mayor. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. As that uh, Thea said that. Yeah. Yep. So. So he said he failed the recruits as a leader. Yep. He says that to Felicity, saying maybe, and you know, she's right, whatever. That person had he was protecting himself. The brought now it goes back to the Bratva, to the to the ringing bell thing that he was doing with them. And he's like, because he tells the group earlier, he goes, what, he's like, what is the point, the point of this mission is to figure out the point of this, like, you know, the whole point of you doing this is to figure out why you're doing it. Right. And he realized, and then, you know, so, he's getting irritated with them, they're being kind of punks. But, so, Oliver, at the Broadway, he tells him, we gotta work together, he goes, we gotta get, you know, you guys take to the left, and, and then, you know, when, then we'll hold him off, then we'll, we'll ring the bell. It's a team thing, they have to work as a team. Right. So uh, they do that. They help Oliver, and Oliver gets passed, rings the bell, and then immediately after, they just kill the rest of them. Yep. And Oliver's like, fuck. Yep, like and, just, he, and it's all he comes out, and he's just like, congratulations, Oliver. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't know they were going to die. <laughs> and he goes, I wouldn't have done it if they were going to die. He goes, well, you use them for you to win. He says, that's what you need to do. Like, he says, Bratva need that. Bratva needs smart. And, but Oliver didn't want that to happen. Um, so we get the CEO is in a sketchy meeting with Tobias Church. So that's this uh, this lady, the head of Amertech. She's having a sketchy meeting with Tobias Church in the alley, and Thea hears what happens. So she uh, she goes She does. She goes right into straight speedy mode. Hops up, does some parkour over the top of the building, and uh, gets some. Uh, what do you want to call it? Just some information, I guess. She just sits down and listens to information, and she's, she's, um, they're talking about Amertech being uh, bankrupt, and that she's selling a bunch of stuff, weapons to Tobias Church for uh, like a hundred million dollars. What do you say? Ordinance. Yeah, she's gonna sell them ordinance, um, en- enough to take down a whole country. So, the rags... Okay, yeah, so this is up to... Then this is... Thea tells Oliver 
um, in the mayoral office about this meeting between the CEO and Tobias Church. And then Felicity steps in and says uh, that she found some information about the rags. She said the rags are extremely. After mentioning that, the reason that, that she might be doing this, like why would a multi, why would a Fortune 500 company need to do business with him? She goes, well, because they're uh, bankrupt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Felicity shows up and says that the rags are radioactive. Um, none of the nukes and are two thousand years old. Yep, two thousand years old, um, and they're radioactive because of one of the nukes that Dark set off. Yes. Yeah. Um. So Arrow decides he's gonna he's gonna go and deal with the because they knew that the deal was, between Ambertech and Church. Yeah, they knew that he was gonna go. That Ragman was gonna show up, and then they said, and Arrow's like, "Well, it being radioactive means it can be traced." True. So Ragman gets there first, and then Arrow decides that he's gonna. I love what he does with the, uh, like a strobe effect, make it hard to see. Mm. It's pretty sweet. So he like fires a fires an arrow into like a lighting column, and then like a strobe light effect starts happening, and Tobias Church gets super stoked. He's like, where are he's you? He's never worried. Like, no. Dude, he is cocky as fuck. I love him. I like. I, don't, I might like him more than I like Tyrese. I think it's funny. In the last episode, because Oliver kicked his ass. And then, like, the scene right after that, he goes, he cannot be stopped <laughs> unless we all work together. <laughs> I'm just thinking it's so funny, because... <laughs> True. But like Ragman, Ragman's cool too, man. He's just like his rags are just coming in and grabbing people and shit. It's yeah, it's pretty nuts. Um, I thought, I totally lost where I was at. What's that? Uh, arrows. Uh, Oliver's going beast mode. He's just beating the shit out of people, stabbing him with arrows, just fucking shit up. And then it goes to Tobias Church versus Arrow Part Two. Yeah. And we got uh, who was kicking whose ass? Oliver was getting beaten by Church. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> like it seemed like it seemingly Church was getting was beating the shit out of Oliver this time. Which I was like, "What the fuck?" Oliver kicked his ass last time. Like, right. Um. So, yeah. So that this is how this ends. Not not long after that, Ragman gets away because Oliver says something to him about it. He's like, "Ragman," and then Oliver or Ragman pulls Church off of Oliver. Right. Yeah, like right before he was about to kill some that woman or something. Yeah. And then they go up to the to a rooftop of the same building. So mm-hmm. he, they everybody gets away, and Oliver meets Ragman at the top of this rooftop, and Ragman dis. Well, during this, Ragman discusses with the CEO of Amertech that he was the last the last living soul from Haven Rock, and that this is the it was her bomb. It was their bomb. She was the dark. It wasn't her. Yeah, she was trying to blame the whole thing on Damien Dark, but... Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, and it was, absolutely. Was, you never sold it to her. Technically, it was Felicity. Yeah. I mean... I wonder... I was thinking about that, if they're going to bring... If she, if he's ever going to realize that. He's going to be pissed. But... Which is fucked up on Oliver's part for letting him become part of the team. Yeah. You know I mean? He should be smart enough to know... That that might cause problems in the future. It's weird because he wasn't in the training at the end of the episode, so I don't know if he's actually going to be on the team like that. I don't really know. He might just be uh, every once in a while they'll call him. Yeah. I put him as an, he's an anti-hero because he doesn't seem to be a villain, but he has no problem killing the guys either. Like he's an anti-hero. Like he's not a bad guy, 
He just wants revenge for his father. Yeah, he's like a dark vigilante. And he's pretty much saying that. And Oliver's like, well, my father died for me too. He goes, you want, you know, it's like, don't, he's like, you got to be better than your father. Your father wouldn't want you going off killing people. He goes, how do you know? And he goes, well, he's like, we got to do things right and do it for our dads. And so he shook his hand. And seemingly they're going to be working together. Right. Some, uh... Now this is where Diggle, because he knocked Diggle out in the last scene. Yeah. And then now he wakes up tied to a pole. Like he's tied to a, a post. Yeah, and he's trying to make Diggle sign a confession. Um... For setting him up, doing whatever, and they're gonna make it seem like that he's the one that that killed everybody and was after that stuff, and everybody that was with him is gonna vouch for him against Diggle. I think whatever they're doing is gonna be big enough. I think this is what's gonna make Diggle come back. Yeah, they're all gonna try to go take him down. And he's like, he's I ain't signing shit. Poor Diggle. I feel really bad for Diggle at this point. Like, he can't catch a fucking break. Yeah, (laughs) Diggle can never catch a break. So we've got Quentin. Quentin's going to go work for Thea, but uh, she's hiring, hiring him for deputy mayor. Deputy mayor? Really? That's Did I miss said. that? Apparently. Um, because you really Oliver's want to really big... drunk as deputy mayor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oliver just doesn't like the idea of it at all, of him even being there. Um, and Thea's like, I wonder if he's drinking again. He's like, oh, he is. He told me. I didn't see it as that Arrow didn't like that fact. That's not how I perceived that scene. Like, he was just, like, confused as to why Thea was letting him work there. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. I don't, Maybe I, I don't know. We got up and I got, Quentin was acting weird and he left. And then um, Thea mentions that. And then he, Arrow kind of. Oliver kind of mentions that he was letting Church beat him because he thought that Ragman might. His good might overpower his bad. Yeah. So, to help him. And so that answers that question. So we got the team. He got the team back. The, the new team back. He's telling him who he is. Um. And, you know, he, show, he shows his face, and he's like, oh, well, Green Arrow's the mayor. Everybody's really, you know, excited. Curtis is happy. Evelyn is, she's like, I'm in. And Wild Dog says something like, uh, I'll go, because I only go into battle with people that I trust and, and all that stuff. So basically he says that he's in. Um, and he's like, we got to do something about that nickname you know, or that code not name. not going to happen. And he's like, not going to happen. But he <laughs> shakes his hand. They're all in. Got a new team. Oliver's going to train them all. And then there's a scene with Tobias Church coming walking out of and a. It, and it seems like green. Or it's like Green Arrow. And see, at first we're like, "Fuck, is that Arrow?" Like, yeah. He like shoots him down, and the, but this guy, man, this guy is badass. Yes, he is. This is that guy that we mentioned. It was in the last episode that we mentioned. He's like the zoom of archers. Like, yeah, dark not that archer. he's fast, but he looks a lot like he. He looks like the zoom version of Arrow's Green Arrow's villain. Like it just he looks like that, just dark and brutal that voice <laughs> and he's like you almost killed you almost killed Arrow he's like yeah, I will be the one to kill Arrow because if, he's like that's the only thing that's keeping you alive right now if you would have killed him you'd be dead he yeah goes, who he, the hell are you Prometheus it's pretty dope pretty excited I did a little bit of research on Prometheus there's been three different Prometheus um I'm not sure which one this is going to be. I know one of them slings guns. One of them has a suit that downloads the like from the computer or whatever. His suit downloads all the fighting styles in the world, and he can fight like that. And, That's fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah, this is a great episode of Arrow again. Like I love, I love this brutal. I love it. Just the fighting is great. And the, and the same guy who did the first episode uh, did the second episode, per, uh, directing anyway. Good, keep him doing it. 
but I, it's going to be different. I know, I don't think Kevin Smith's doing an episode this year, but I know he's doing episode seven of Flash. He's doing a later episode of Supergirl. Mm. Um, so that'll be pretty interesting. But let me. What's next? Legends. Let's, we're just going to do a brief. <coughs> yeah, we didn't, take any we didn't really take any notes. We were eating ribs. <laughs> eating ribs is hard to do. To take notes, but uh. It was a good episode overall, yeah. though. I don't. I mean, we can mention a couple things. I mean, it wasn't. Oh, not a whole hell of a lot happened, I guess. Like, so it's not like it. Overall complaints, Damian Dark. Yeah, again, the tired DC, of DC Damian Dark show. But uh, it opens up with this historian guy like running through some building. Like he's like, we didn't know that he's a historian, but he's like running through. He seems to be pretty agile. He's getting through the security like pretty decently. Yeah. And then he gets to this door, and then Oliver walks out. He's like, "What the hell is happening out here?" I need to talk to you about the legends, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. They're in trouble. And uh, you mentioned that he was a historian. He is a historian. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if you. Yeah, I, I said that. Um. So yeah, he starts telling. He goes, oh, "I think there's a problem with all the legends of tomorrow, and, and they're in stuff. danger. Their lives are in danger." And... Yeah. So he starts like pointing out different um inst- instances in history in which um yeah, like they opened... a picture of uh, Adam being knighted. Yeah, like old school, and then there's that time ship on the in the hieroglyphics or whatever cave paintings. Yep, and uh, and also in that same cave painting, there was the uh, they found they they had uh, the white canary and like her, mm. um, what you call it, her bow staff. Yeah, and then there was uh, just a bunch of different things, and he kind of just sort of thought it was it all led led up to Albert Einstein and the atom bomb. Yeah, and how their how the time ship was. Something about New York being exploded, and that instead it was the A bomb how it and it hit the the ship. Yeah, well, that's it, way far in the episode, man. No, no, no. That that was right at the beginning. That's where they decide to go there. Well, we didn't see the A bomb hit the ship. I know that, but that's how he discussed that. That he goes, well, that's how they figured out that it was underwater. They said there's just some underwater explosion or some. I don't. I mean, yeah, I guess. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess that was. We didn't hear anything about Albert Einstein and the atom bomb until. Wait until we saw. I thought that the, the historian was saying all that stuff, uh, and that's how we kind no. of figured out. They didn't mention anything about Einstein. That was the okay. Until, yeah, you're right. That's the uh, that's stuff until that Gillian, Gideon was telling them about. Yeah, uh, and that's uh, and that's the uh, job of what's his face, fucking Heat Wave. I couldn't think of his name. Yeah. Well, they well uh, they take a submarine down to the ship because he knows the ship's down there, and they find Oliver and that historian. They find the ship intact. Heat Wave is in there. He's in. Uh, What's that? Stasis. Stasis. He goes, how do you know? How do you know he's in stasis? And like, there's like a big computer screen on the wall that says stasis. And he goes, oh. <laughs> this guy's name is Dr. Nate Haywood. But dude, he waves a monster, dude. Like, as soon as they wake him up out of this, he's like, ready. he's like fucking fighting, dude. Like, he's Hell like, yeah. Ready. And then Oliver throws him down and he goes, I'm, I'm Oliver Queen. He goes, I don't want to break your arm. So <laughs> they'll just talk. Like, right. Um, so then they, they go, go to the kitchen, they sit down with a couple beers and they, he starts telling the story, which is a pretty brilliant way of talking, of bringing you into it. Yeah. I like, this is a good episode. Like I yeah. liked it. Like, it was, it was pretty cool. It was almost the same way that flash episode two started out. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to sit down and tell you what happened and I'm going to show yeah. you what happened. So it's pretty cool. Um, so I won- I'm wondering when that part of flash takes place actually. I don't know. I wonder if it's a little bit further ahead. I don't know. Well, maybe I think that might have been happening as Oliver was down there talking, because if he was there with Felicity, yeah, he might have been down there talking to Heatwave at the same time. That's true. Um, but it was pretty. It was pretty cool. 
so he I mean the the whole thing opens up and I think they're back in like France yeah he's just telling them like all the shit they've been doing like cause the uh, the time time lords or whatever the fuck they're called the time yeah they had died they're done like, yeah, so they're, they're all they are, there are so they're taking the mantle of controlling cause there's people that are fucking with time and they have to, to go stop them whatever so they're in they're in France fucking white canaries fucking the queen yeah <laughs> cause they need they need the queen the child to birth the child that He's some very important, maybe Prince. I don't know who, what child it was, but it's somebody that's really important to history that was going to be prevented from this whoever's fucking fucking with time. Right. And uh, they just get into a battle, and he just explains that, and Oliver's like, and they have like weird feature tech and lasers and yeah. and all this stuff, and they're all just battling each other. It's it, it's real interesting. Now, and if then, I remember, what was the name of the guy from Legion, the led to JLA, the JSA? Rex Tyler. Rex Tyler. He specifically told him not to go to 1942. He goes, you cannot go here, you will die. Whatever. Like, you cannot go to 1942. That's bad. And after that France thing, you know, he's like, they just, he just mentioned something they didn't. Gideon brings up that this is the, that there's a time, time quake. Time quake, yeah. In 1942, and everybody's like, fuck, that's exactly where he told us not to go. And Rick, Rick Punter's like, I don't know. It, I don't know, they were weird, but then... White Canary goes off and talks to Gideon about where Damien Dark is because she wants revenge for him killing uh, Laurel. Right. <clears throat> so she's, like, talking to Gideon, and so she wants to go to 1942. She doesn't give a shit. Fuck yeah, she didn't care at all. Um, this is where they learn that Einstein was taken. History, the way history was, he was taken, and there was an atom bomb set off, what, a couple years before? Like, the war, the war lasted a year longer than it was supposed to. Yeah, the World War Two, and there's just a bunch of differences. So, their goal, and then like fucking uh, what's his name is Gray. He calls him Gray. Uh, Stein, super oh. excited because I get to meet Albert Einstein. Yeah, it's, the, the it's greatest great. mind of our ever. Like, yeah, so the, they go to is it in Germany? No, no, they're in America. Yeah, they're in America. Yeah, they go to like a ball where Albert Einstein is, and they're looking for spies. And it was pretty. It was pretty cool. I mean, the plot is. A, Okay, they're basically just trying to stop the them from taking Albert Einstein and making a nuke. Yeah, pretty much. But they have, but they end up having to let that happen anyway. No. Oh no! Yeah, that's right. So it, it, they're trying to stop New York from blowing up by the atom bomb. That's yeah, because it was like an underwater explosion. Yeah. But uh, so they take like they they go and see they see Albert Einstein first of all. He's in there. Uh, what's He's her like, name? White Canary goes off. To find Damien Dark on her own. She goes, oh, I have somebody in the FBI. And then Adam follows her. And so Stein, Heatwave, and Rip Hunter go to the ball. It's funny. Like, Albert Einstein's like, grab ass. And... Yeah. And so he, like, grabs her ass. And then she slaps it away. He goes, I did that to for science. He goes, it's for every reaction. Every action, there's a negative or positive reaction. And, and then so they're just like, oh, yeah, moistening and moistening. <laughs> Einstein, tell me more. And then, like, Heatwave's like, I like him. He's a dog. <laughs> or he's a pig, whatever. Oink, <laughs> oink. Um, yeah, but it was it was it was pretty interesting. The uh, oh, I'm not Stein seems totally disappointed. Stein seems disappointed. Uh, they go up and like start talking to Einstein, saying your life's in danger, and uh, he's just being. He's like, I was gonna get that. I was gonna score tonight or whatever. He's like, I almost had both of those women in my room. And then Stein's just like, ugh. And then he uh. They just start taking him. Like, Heatwave just grabs him. He's like, let's go, old man. He goes, because he doesn't seem to be complying. 
and he's like, oh, wait, they're stealing. Help me, help me. And then, like, his guard starts helping. And then, but the other three, the spies were shooting. Oh, yeah. And then the Rip, Rip just grabs all the guns and just talk, fucking takes everybody out. He's a beast. Yeah, Rip is a beast. Um, so then they go back to the time ship. They put Einstein in a uh, prison chamber. And then it switches over to... Well, Stein knocks his knocks out Einstein first. Off. Yeah, they knock him out and they put him in the thing. And then it switches over to... Um, what do you want to call it? Rip. and I'm sorry, not Rip. Sarah and Ray. And Sarah's like on her way in and she spots Damien Dark. They're speaking German. They're talking about something that doesn't really... Does it mention what they're talking about? The uranium, that's what they're talking about. Yeah, because like, he's supplying the the fuel or whatever necessary for... Yeah. So and then Adam talks words to her. He goes, you can't... We can't stop him now because we have to let this go through so we can fix whatever's happening. Right. You know. And she gets pretty mad. I don't know why she thinks she's so like keen on she's so keen on stopping him, and I know why, but I don't, I don't know why she thinks she can. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have his powers right. I don't really know. But it's weird. I mean, he he would have to be like he's, he didn't he, use any a, of his powers though. Like I don't know. no, but he's alive still. Like yeah, but he might not. Yeah, but he might not have acquired that statue because remember that statue was on Lian Yu. Lian Yu at that time, so he didn't always have that statue. True. I think he's just immortal, or he's been going back in time, or something. I don't know. We're gonna learn, I imagine. But see, but I just I don't really care all that much. I just uh, fucking Damien Dart. He's dead in the current timeline. That's yeah, well, all. We're gonna keep seeing him. I know it sucks. But uh, so she's like, fine. They go. They go back to the ship. He, uh, it goes back to Stein and Heatwave talking to Einstein. Einstein pretty much calls Stein an idiot, and a couple words or less, and. He mentions, he goes, and, but then they realize that the time has not been fixed. He goes, the nuke still happens. They're like, how? He goes, he's the only one in the, that, in the world that knows how to do it. And they, make, they bring this up to Einstein. He goes, well, I'm the only man. Yeah. He goes, oh, your wife. No, because then the heat wave's like, uh, does that mean there's some woman? And he goes, why am I talking to him? You seem to be the brains. And I'm like, oh, goodness. <laughs> um, so we realize that his ex-wife also, he said that if it wasn't for my ex-wife, I'd still be fucking doing whatever at this place. Like, so his right. ex-wife must be a pretty genius, pretty genius. I don't know if that's actually true in history. I don't know for sure. Like in our history, I don't know if Einstein is... I don't know much about Einstein's past. But, um, so they decide they have to go... Because now that he has her, uh, Dark has her. So they right. go and they find out where they are going to be loading. And then... They have her standing next to the nuke, and he's like, "We gotta load it on the submarine." And Rick, uh, Rip's like, "We can't let them get it on there. We gotta stop them now." So they go and they start attacking. And then Damien Dark just turns around and walks away. Like he just starts walking away. And there, off, off goes Sarah in her uh, temper, mm -hmm. and she, she, her bloodlust that she—it's not actual bloodlust, but yeah, it's it's Sarah. Bloodlust enough. Sarah time. Lance's bloodlust, not her. Yeah, not her uh, fucking whatever it's called. Uh, the Lazarus Pit bloodlust. Yeah, just her her bloodlust in general for her <laughs> revenge for wanting to kill Laurel or Laurel's killer. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, he immediately realizes that she was trained by League of Assassins. Oh yeah, and like not doesn't take took take she swings her thing like twice, and he's just like interesting move. He's like uh, definitely League of Assassins, I'd say. Um, and he she's like I'm gonna kill you, and he's like you can try. But there's no guarantee. So they start fighting and all this stuff, and, and the fight just goes and goes and goes, and it never 
seems to make any progress toward actually killing Damian Dark because he's too good of a fighter. Yeah, and Adam Adam is hooked up to the nuke, trying to get it turned off. He goes, oh, I guess my suit isn't as radioactive proof as I thought. And right. He's trying to shut it down or disable it or whatever. And uh, but and it's just I guess fucking they, the suit up a little bit. Yeah, they fail. Something happens. I don't know why they're failing. But uh, Firestorm comes into play and he's like shooting down. He's like, Mate, we gotta get escape. We gotta get away now. I think it was because Adam's suit was fucked up. I don't know exactly what caused it. Yeah, they them. were just losing their opportunity to... <clears throat> but uh, they run back to the ship, and they go underwater to find that submarine that Dark was on in the nuke zone, and then uh, all of a sudden they get blasted, boom, by something. It was just a regular old submarine with torpedoes. I'm like, man, you think that spaceship would have way more... Right. You know, even though it's underwater. Like, he goes, oh, this ship wasn't really meant for underwater, but it's still a fucking time ship. Like, right. I don't give a shit... <laughs> It's a fucking World War II submarine versus a time ship. Like, come on now. Like right, yeah, you'd think that if you're building a machine that can travel through time, it should be able to withstand anything that's already been torpedo. created. Yeah. yeah. But, they, you know, they get in a little underwater fight. and I could understand if it was a future tech that right. was specifically designed to combat a time machine that wasn't invented until after... As the... far as I know, it's just plain-ass torpedo. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. When you're building something like that, it should be able to be able to withstand yeah. everything from dinosaur attacks to 2016 nukes. Yeah. Which, you know what I mean? Anything beyond its time that it was created is up in the air. Right. Unless you're smart enough to create something and then go and learn about all the weapons first and then well, add those think. advances to it. Well, I mean, it did seem to be pretty... I don't know. It just seemed like they could shouldn't have not been that much of a challenge to fight that submarine, but... They shoot back at the submarine. The submarine gets hit by something, and then Damien Dark's like fucking pissed. Like he's like fucking fire, like fucking shoot them. Yeah, he's pretty goddamn mad. So they decide to shoot the nuke, and Rip Hunter has this idea. He's like this fail-safe thing. He's like, we're gonna ex- we're gonna intercept the nuke with the ship. Everybody's like, fuck. They're like, will the ship hold up? He goes, I don't know. And everybody's like, what? But then yeah, he presses this button that causes everybody to teleport out. Yep, yeah, it was a it was Except a fail-safe called Time Scatter. Uh-huh. Except for Heatwave. <laughs> Heatwave's just sitting there. He's like, what did you do? He goes, I sent them all to different times. He goes, I knew you never liked me. What was his reasoning for keeping Because he was injured and he wouldn't have survived. Mm. So the, his best idea, his best thing was to try to keep him alive on the ship. Put him in he would have died for certain if he traveled him through time, but there was a, still a chance to survive on the ship. So he did this. It looked like a fucking Men in Black thing, a flash in his face, but it just made him, knocked him out. And right. So he put him in the stasis thing and... Didn't show what happened to Rip Hunter. It just showed the scene in the ship and the, the missile. The nuke hit it, and it was just a big explosion. Yep, and then it, and then it kind of sort of picks up right where the show begin. That episode begins, yeah. you know, a couple years later. Um, and they decide that they're gonna. It was that Nate Haywood. Oliver leaves, and then Nate Haywood decides. See, it's weird to me because you think that ship that would have happened in 1942. Yeah. So that means, and then we're in 2016 when Oliver's talking to him. So, what? was Mick in the fucking ship for 60 plus years I guess just staying young because of stasis like yeah or that's, was that's it that's the way I interpreted it or did the nuke hitting the time machine cause the time jump to the time machine too like did it cause it to jump because I don't know I don't know it wasn't really specific on that detail it, no but I mean Nate Haywood knew where it was but he noticed it because of his profession like yeah 
So, that, I, I don't know. It was interesting. I, I doubt he was in there for 60 years, nor do I think that 60 years underwater would still allow the time machine to work. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. But he says, uh, we got to go find the rest of the team. And uh, Oliver's like, he's like, oh, I don't have time to go time traveling. So, he's like, you can take... He's like, this guy is perfect. And he's like, this guy? He goes, yeah, and he's like, this is what you've been wanting. He's like, and so, like, that guy is stoked as fuck. Like, yeah, he's like, he's a historian. So I like, think what? I know where one of your people is. And it's a Jurassic Man. Is he real? Like, Oh, yeah. That's so, funny as shit. So, they, and it, so then it shows the prehistoric ages, and it shows Adam. What's his fucking real name? Ray, Ray Palmer. Palmer. Ray Palmer. He's being chased by T-Rex. And he has, like, big-ass beard, big-ass hair. It's just funny. It's, like, yeah, dude. I feel so bad for him. Absolutely mortified. It's weird though, because they said he was being—you know what I mean? They said he was being knighted and shit at the beginning of the episode. So like, why was he stuck? Because he no, because he was at that. Because that, that had happened before. Mm. And the, but now it's ha- now this is happening after. Right. I see. I see. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Sarah was part of, being part of the Salem witch trials. Yeah, she's and, trying um, to be hung. Uh, the uh, Gray and the Firestorm both halves. I can I can't fucking remember their names. Gray and Jones. Stein and Jax. Stein and Jax, they are wizards. He's like, well, you want to see my magic mirror? <laughs> it was a fucking smartphone. That's so funny. He's like, I'm tired of your stuff. He goes, be off with their heads. And like the historian walks in the tent. He goes, oh, my God, a real beheading. A real medieval <laughs> That was in beheading. the year 821. <laughs> Ray Palmer was sent 70 million years in the past. And then so, you know, then he saves them. And then they see, they, you know, they get Sarah Lance from the Salem Witch Trials. She beats everybody's asses. And I'm like, how would they have tied her up? Like, there's no way in hell. Right. Where was the last one at? No, they had to go back to 1945. So Dr. Nate Haywood and Stein come up with a plan to go back to 1945 and tell uh, Albert Einstein that he must... Um, well, 1942. Or 1942, yeah, something like that. That he must um, admit he, to the world or to this... That his wife helped or whatever. Yeah, so that she his would wife have protection helped. Too. So that would not happen. Because they, they, they were like, what would, ha- what would keep them from just going in time over and over again until they got it? Right. So... So once when they they do that and then it then it shows over to Damien Dark, and he's in the submarine. Yeah, he's in the submarine, and this some guy, guy so, uh, some I don't know who exactly he is. Yeah, now I I was confused about this part. Now is this are they saying that now there was never the fight with the time the Wave Rider? What are you talking about? Like was that the same? Was it the same scene where Damien Dark would have been going to fight the Wave Rider? Was it completely different? I feel like it was just after that. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, um, and then the reverse flash shows up at the end after this guy like wants yeah. to. Yeah. Well, he kill goes because he Dark. goes. Uh, so you said there was gonna be no trouble. He's like, you said it was gonna be this, and he's like, well, your friends aren't here. He goes, well, how what makes you say that? And then almost, like a speedster comes and fucks. He's like, my friend has a different thing on his agenda, and then yeah, then reverse flash shows up. And then he's like, oh, Eobard. So now this leads us to believe is Eobard taking Damien Dark through time to do all this? Is Damien Dark immortal? Yeah. Or like what? What's going on? So we know we know he's fucking with time. Right. Obviously, because he didn't live. He wasn't alive in 1942. Uh, Eobard isn't alive until way fucking in the future. So. Yeah, so he's definitely, they're both definitely doing something. But what's in it? What's in it for Eobard? That's what I want to know. Because he's just out there to fuck with the Flash, so I wonder if there's... I don't know, but it's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. That's the beginning of the Legion of Doom, so that's... Yeah, but then they show... Um, shows them leaving, uh, you know, the uh, Mick and all them, 
they're leaving from 1942 and they're walking and uh, all of a sudden these people just fly out of the sky they're like you guys stop because we are the Justice Society of America we have to talk or something yeah we got uh, the only one that I didn't remember seeing there was Rex Tyler yeah here you go but you got Stargirl Obsidian Commander Steel there's four of them I can't remember the other one I didn't know any of their names maybe Stargirl the one with the staff yeah that was cool though. She came flying in. It was all. It was awesome looking. But so I think Legends is going to get pretty crazy. I can't wait to see more of the. But well, the next next episode is called Justice Society of America. So yeah, we're that's going to be cool. Get some JSA shit. And I like the addition of Doctor Nate Haywood and Rip Hunter's gone. So yeah. as far as we know, I don't know if he'll, I'm sure he'll be back, but. All right. Know. Well, that tell, that's all of our four shows now. Next week. We are going to be talking Walking Dead. Yeah. We're probably not going to have any time to talk about anything else. Yes. We can briefly mention each thing. Yeah, we'll mention we watched it. If anything super crazy happens, we'll mention it. Like, But Walking Dead is going to be our primary focus on that episode. The season premiere. Who dies? Yes. I'm going to give my theory right now. I still believe it is going to be Glenn. That's my... I think it's Glenn. Yeah, me too. So... I'm, I'm right on board with you. I, I don't... Five fucking days, dude. <laughs> despite everybody out, out there thinking that two people died, maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think I don't think two people get loose sealed. Mm-mm. That two people dying, sure. Yeah. I could totally see them doing something like that because there's not been a lot of deaths lately. You know, I mean, there's still they still have to explain away a lot of things, but I don't think two people get loose sealed. I do think <clears throat> I, I am in agreement with maybe some two people dying, but I don't know who, as far as. I, but I do want to, I, I do think that it is Glenn. I don't see how the story can go any other way. Yeah. Without know. it being Glenn. And I think Rick gets his hand chopped off. No. Okay. So that ends our show stuff. Um, I want to do, let's do one superhero copycat. Okay. Are we doing Pokemon Generations? Yeah. Okay. But let's do superhero copycat. Yeah, we're going to do, we have a bunch of these. We did it just on a couple, a couple episodes back. Um, these are these are comparisons between Marvel and DC characters. Um, and we're going to talk about them. We, I mean, we have a lot, so we're going to do maybe one. We can do one an episode, I guess. Okay. Just to make it interesting. <sighs> now, we mentioned them before. Flash and Quicksilver. We mentioned them, but we didn't really talk about any feats, etc. So, now, in terms of pure speed in their respective universes, the Flash, Barry Allen, is faster by far than Quicksilver. Now, there's been people saying Quicksilver is way faster, but... No. When Marvel and DC have had crossovers between universes, Quicksilver's powers remain constant due to their mutant origins, which presupposes his body has been organically adapted for the use of superhuman speed, while the Flash's speed is an aspect of an external power, which he may not have access to in the Marvel Universe. Hmm. I haven't even thought of that. Because he wouldn't. I wonder if if the... if. No, I don't see why he wouldn't have it in the Marvel Universe, because... The Speed Force is an entity on its own. It exists everywhere. Like, if Flash can exist in the Marvel Universe, so can the Speed Force, in my opinion. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he would carry the He would be force. able to access it. He would it. be the Speed Force. Yeah. Right. So, with, our, oh, with great effort, the Flash may reach the speed of light. Now, we know now where we're at Wally West. He can reach the speed of light whenever he wants. He can do it. He just doesn't because he travels through. He travels through. He, go, he enters the Speed Force at that point. Right. So, he's fully capable of traveling at light speed. He just doesn't do it because... He automatically gets pulled into the to the speed to the light to the speed force. Right. In atmosphere, without deleterious environmental effects, so he doesn't like 
Now, I think that at one point they do just, they do figure out how to go past light speed without that happening. But uh, Quicksilver has been seen at the top speed of four or five times the speed of sound, so Mach 4 or 5. This level of speed for Quicksilver is new. He used to max out at Mach 1, according to this article. Now, I have seen I have seen feats where he's gone faster. Like, he can travel through time, I think, too. Or he, you know, he can exist. Like, I feel like he's faster than that, but he's not quite as fast as... Right. Well, since crossover events are exceedingly rare, it is safe to assume that if you were comparing their speeds, the Flash is consistently faster than Quicksilver, though operationally speaking, both could be considered comparable since their feats tend to be done at the same overall speed. Generally speaking, the flashes of the universe of the previous DC universe's continuity were far faster than almost anyone else in their universe, with super speed because they were able to channel a temporal phenomenon called a speed force. Other speedsters haven't had as pure connection as a result are only a fraction as fast. Now they mention it in the time stop motion. Wally West says there's plenty of speedsters here, but even Superman can keep up with the fastest of them. Right. But he is on a level even way more than that. You know, he is far faster than Superman. Others, there are speedsters, but they are nothing. They cannot touch Barry or Wally. Like they right. Are. See, even even in the first episode of Supergirl this year, you know, what I mean, she's like zipping around, putting new outfits on. You know, what I mean, so she's fast too. Well, yeah, but, both Superman and her are exceedingly fast, but but they're not speedster not, level. Yeah. Like so. there was even I think I've mentioned it before. I don't remember if I mentioned it on an episode, but in one of the graphic audios we listened to, there was a part where uh, the Flash and Superman were running together. They just want to go on a run, and they were running and. Superman's not capable of running across water. He's not that fast. So Barry Allen imbues Superman with some speed force. He can do that. And Superman is just like... It's a whole new thing for him. And Superman's loving it, dude. He's just sprinting across the water. He goes, wow! And then Barry Allen... But out Barry's like... I mean, Wally's like running backwards. Or one of the... I can't remember which Flash it was. But he's I running backwards talking to him. And uh, he's just like, yeah. It was just so cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was Wally. But he's like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever felt. He's like... something for Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the New 52 universe, Barry Allen appears to be the only Flash on Earth Prime with a connection to the Speed Force. The renewed Jay Garrick on Earth 2 is now receiving his power from the god Mercury and does not, as far as we currently know, utilize Speed Force en- energies. There was a version of the Flash on Earth 3 called Johnny Quick whose powers were the same as Flashes of Prime Earth. Um, he is now deceased. Now both Quicksilver and Flash have shown they are able to use their minds faster than an ordinary human given their need to have increased perception and abilities to handle their bodies moving far faster than any ordinary humans. Yeah, if they were unable to speed their cognitive abilities, they would likely die once they were moving faster than about 200 miles an hour because they would be limited by their human reflex time. Yeah. There is already a question here answering Barry Allen's flash ability to think at superhuman speed. Given Barry's far greater speed, he would also likely be able to think far faster rate, which, yes, obviously... Than Quicksilver, barring barring that, he would at least need a reaction time far greater than Quicksilver's in order to control his much higher top speeds. See, this sucks because it didn't mention here who was first. Yeah, I don't know. That's Let's the find whole out. point of this. I think I don't know if we mentioned it last Probably time. Probably Flash. I'm I'm just assuming that Flash came first. But did Flash come before Quicksilver? And on our next episode, we will be talking about Elongated Man, Plastic Man, and Mister Fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, two Marvel ones versus a DC one. Uh, or is I, it two DC ones versus a Marvel one? Maybe. Because Plastic Man is DC. Elongated Man, I don't know. I think... Because you have Elongated Man and Plastic Man in the same part. Yeah. 
I think I think both two of them are Marvel. No, maybe not. Maybe it's only one Marvel. Two DC. I can't find the information about who was first. Yeah. Uh, Quicksilver first appearance. 1964 and the flash first so the flash was first the flash came before all right which we thought yeah flash was 1940 and quicksilver was 1964 all right well <clears throat> we are going to get we missed an episode last time so we're going to watch Two episodes today of Pokemon Generations. I believe we should be on episode six. There's three episodes here. Three? Yeah. There's episode five, six, and seven, but I don't know. Because it doesn't show that episode five was watched on my computer. I guess we didn't watch it. One week ago, one week ago, and... The Lake of Rage was the last thing ago. we watched. Yeah. That's weird. Why... I don't know. Both of these came out one week ago, so it's almost like they released five and six in the same well, day. I don't see almost. six anywhere. It shows five and seven online, but it doesn't show six. Oh, here we go. Interesting. I wonder. We didn't miss three. That doesn't make any sense. That's, I know. I don't. I don't know. Why, they though. just aired it. They, they had to have. There's this thing. I was just reading this real quick. I wanted to see what people think. A lot of people are saying that DC's version of Spider-Man is Batman. And there's Static, Blue Beetle. Batman? Yeah. Okay. A lot of people would say Batman, Nightwing. I do not agree. Neither, not none Flash. None of them have any powers. I don't know. That's... Black Spider? That's a thing? I don't know. Sounds stupid to me. Hmm. Black Spider. I'm, I'm going to have to look up who that is. <coughs> Maybe we can do two of these today and then, then that two of them next time. Instead of watching all three right now. We'll watch okay. five and six and then seven and eight. Does that sound fun? Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to watch Pokemon Generations, Episode 5, The Legacy. One, two, three. That seems pretty close. It's always usually pretty close. You can only hear yours anyway. So is that Pharaoh? Uh, who the fuck is that? Team Magma? Some red-haired person. I'm not 100% sure who it is. Who knows what part of Pokemon they're in now. Like, this, this is progressing so quickly. You there. Hold on a second. International Police. Are you the son of the Team Rocket boss, Giovanni? Stop. Leave me out of it. The son of Giovanni? There was an incident in Goldenrod City caused by the remnants of Goldenrod. That's from Silver and Gold. over the radio tower. It's cool. We're seeing Rocket take over the place because in the games, they just already have it. Kind of interesting to see them actually. The son of Giovanni. That's weird. I don't know if they ever mentioned that in the, show, in the games, unless I didn't pay attention. This is a very important message to everybody in Johto. We are Team Rocket, and after three years of lying in wait, we are announcing our return today. Boss, Giovanni, if you are hearing this broadcast right now, please, come join us! But in the end, Giovanni never made an appearance. Hmm. They may have shot up a beacon of their return, but their little revival went up in smoke once their charismatic leader, 
an overall unifying force, failed to show up. It's been three long years since Giovanni three years since Giovanni disappeared. Completely vanished. But hmm. we haven't stopped looking for him. He's still out there somewhere, and he's plotting his return. That's why I want you to tell me everything that you know. <laughs> the international police seem to have a lot of time on their hands. Well, that's just part of the job. I'm not sure where they're at right now. I saw him was three years ago. Three years ago? Yeah. It was right after the old man had finally returned to the Viridian gym after a long time away, and he lost badly to two of the trainers. Yeah. Father! Pretty much showing <clears throat> that he saw his father in Giovanni. You're leaving? After You're he left. Because you lost to a couple of trainers? What changed? You said you were the strongest in the whole wide world! You can't move forward if you're unable to accept defeat. In order to create a stronger organization, I need to be alone now. So what if you're strong? You can gather as many people as you want, but you can still lose to a lone kid! Gathering a large group of people to work together will create a great source of strength. That's the power of organizations. Hmm. However, I failed to utilize my men to their fullest potential. One day, I promise, I will yeah, your men suck. Rocket. <laughs> well, not hard at all to beat Team Rocket. No. I don't understand what you're saying at all! One day, You'll understand. I don't want to understand! I'm not going to be anything like you! I see all high and mighty just because you've gathered up a bunch of followers! Even though you're weak on your own! I'm never gonna be like that! I'm gonna be strong all on my own! This sounds kind of a whiny bitch. That was the last time I saw my old man. <laughs> Weird silent then, I've made it here on my own. Doing things my way. Together with my Pokemon. Hmm. So he's become a trainer of sorts. Just the Leap Four. So you're about to challenge the Pokemon League. Yeah, I guess so. They're right outside the Elite if Four. You find out anything about your father, would you give the me Johto Elite Four, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think so. the choice to stay out of my old man's affairs. Likely he's doing the same thing. Besides, it's your job to find him. It's not that red-headed kid from Gold and Silver, is it? The one that you find that steals that Pokemon? I don't know. Might be. I don't know. That's weird. Okay. Now it's getting right into episode six. Is yours? Yeah. <clears throat> that was... I mean, it was an uneventful episode, I guess, but... This one's called The Reawakening, Episode Hold on, 6. Hold on, you a little bit behind. One, two, three. Hmm, the little town looks fucked up. Oh, this building does. This one's called... Did you say what it's called? My name is Yusin. I'm on a journey in search of a Pokemon called Suicune. Suicune. During my research of all the legends surrounding the Burn Tower, this guy from Crystal. I became fascinated with a tale told in Ecruteague City, recounting the unfortunate fate of three particular. Yeah, that's Pokemon. where the dogs were in the Burn Tower. Yeah. I 
saw it one time. It was as if it sensed my desire to make it a I could never catch those fuckers, dude. I never wanted I didn't ever have the patience to yep. do what was necessary. Me either. It was a pain in the ass. That's why I always just played crystal version. Because you get Suicune. Yeah. known as the Burned Tower was once a beautiful place, admired, loved, and exquisitely furnished. It was a time of constant Are those the dogs? When the tower caught fire, three nameless so. Pokemon perished, engulfed Yeah, I guess they are. Hmm. So three Pokemon died in the Burning Tower, according to this story. Interesting. I never After really the fire backstory. Went out. A sparkling rainbow came down from the sky. Oh oh. Yes, they say it was the legendary Pokemon Ho oh. Revive these Pokemon as the legendary dogs. Fuck yeah. And he gave them each. That's cool. Oh, they look badass. Oh, looks dope. They're alive. Astounding. Ho oh, used its rainbow-colored shining power to restore the three Pokemon that perished in the fire. People later began to call these Pokemon Suicune, Entei, and Raikou. However, people feared the power of the Pokemon. Yeah, throw a fucking rock at them. They kill you all. Poor dogs. So they die, get resurrected, and then people treat them like shit. That must be who that boy is. The Pokemon never retaliated against the people. Instead, they left these lands of their own accord. That was like cocksuckers. I'm gonna shit on their town. Imagine the <laughs> a bird shit from that Pokemon. Rainbow as fuck. Just Huge. Nasty, big ass rainbow poop. Mm, Sherbert. It has also been said that once they feel they can trust people again, they will return. How I long for that day. I want to tell them that people are no longer afraid of them, that they've nothing to fear. Yeah. Sweet coon. That's so cool. So fast. You saw him again. Now you just have to travel in down different routes until you can fucking. Ooh, a ho -oh, uh, wing. That's a rainbow wing you get so you can catch Ho-Oh later. Huh, that's cool. Groudon. Yeah. It's crazy. That was good. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Not fighting, but it, I like learning stuff like that. That's right. cool. Well, we're two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, hey, we got we got plenty of time. We did good. Yeah, I don't know. Do you do you feel like we should? Uh, you want to do something? Mad libs. Yeah, do a mad lib. Let's do a mad lib. Okay. Yeah. Let's see, you did. I did Star Wars for you last time. So I'll do Star Wars for you this time. You do superhero for me this time. Somewhere I think I have I have one pen. Yeah, I have one. Okay. 
I'm gonna do a Star Wars one for Lane. He's gonna do superhero for me. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna die. We're gonna die. Alright. Alright. Alright, mine is called Watto's Joke Shop. Lane's for me. User friendly. User friendly. Alright, Lane. Sending a verb ending in ing. Boning. Boning. Adjective. Sharp. Plural noun. Nipples. Nipples. Adjective. Red. Noun. Cat. Cat. Color. Magenta. Plural noun. Umbilical cords. Oh my god. Noun. Penis. <laughs> my penis is proper noun. Verb ending in ing. Standing. Standing. Verb. Um. Thrust. Adjective. Plump. Plump. Verb. Cake. Also verb. Sprint. Sprint. Noun. Mouse. Mouse need a noun. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> Part of the body. Plural. Toes. Noun. Propeller. Plural noun. Ducklings. I also need plural noun. Scrotums. Adverb. Simply. Adjective. Sweaty. Sweaty. Noun. Backpack. Adjective. Droopy. Verb. Um. Fuck. Uh. Fuck. Fuck. Sure. Fuck. <laughs> uh. Part of the body. Plural. Kneecaps. <laughs> Adverb. What was the first adverb I used? Simply. Oh, I was gonna say, I don't know why I want to say sharply. Go for it. Plural noun. Cigarette wrappers. You're gonna make me write so much. Cig wrappers. Just write cig wrappers? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Adjective. Blue. I need a number. A number? Yeah. This last one here is also saying the same plural noun. So 765,000. Oh my god. 125. 0. 0.6. <laughs> Color. Orange. Part of the body. Taint. Noun. Nostril. Noun. Earlobe. I feel like I want you to go first. This is going to be funny. Alright. <coughs> this is called Watto's Joke Junk Shop. If you're, if you're boning in the Outer Rim Territories and you need spare nipples for your space cat yeah. <laughs> or other odds and umbilical cords, the place to go is Watto's Junk Shop. Here you can find everything from robots that jump like Mexican standing beans to replacement <laughs> wires for your plump droid so that it can sprint until it blows a backdrop <laughs> be careful what kind of money you have in your propeller because Watto doesn't take republic scrotums you may, <laughs> what? you may have to barter with something sweaty that you own the greedy and droopy Watto would have to get his grimy kneecaps on anything or would love to get his grimy kneecaps on anything that's precious to you and don't even think about using a Jedi mind trick on Watto he says something costs he says when something costs 10 SIG wrappers, you better pay up or he'll raise the price of 765,125.6 SIG wrappers. <laughs> it's right. fucking ridiculous. Alright, mine's called User Friendly, a DC Comics map book. Dr. Light had cast the city in a sharp darkness that left even the Justice League red. Everything has gone magenta, said Wonder Woman. Not even my x-ray penis can see through it, said Superman. How can we thrust someone we can't even see? Asked Aquaman. <laughs> what the fuck? But Cyborg said with a take, The dark's not a mouse for me. Everybody, put your toes on the shoulder of the person in front of you and follow me. Cyborg's fellow ducklings did just as he told them, and very soon they heard Dr. Light cry out simply, The justice backpack. <laughs> but how did you fuck me when I've turned everything sharply dark? <laughs> simply stepped forward. Cyborg stepped forward and grabbed the blue villain, crushing the orange out device with his robot taint. <laughs> As the nostril returned, Cyborg said, I don't need to explain. I'm part earlobe, complete with a built-in radar. <laughs> what the fuck? I love it. I'm part but how did you fuck me when I've turned everything sharply dark? 
<laughs> I'm part earlobe. I just see Cyborg fucking the shit out of Dr. Light. Smashing things with his Cyborg taint. <laughs> his Cyborg taint. Alright, well, that is that. I don't have anything else to talk about. We're, we're coming up on two hours, 40 minutes. Walking Dead next week! Oh yeah, Walking Dead, for sure. Fucking excited for that shit, I'm man. so excited for that shit. <coughs> it's gonna be insane. But, I guess until then, we'll figure it all out. We'll come back to you next week. Maybe we'll have some guests, maybe we won't. I'm not sure. And we will see. And enjoy your week. Uh, prepare yourself for probably the craziest episode of The Walking Dead yet. Yes, for sure. We will see you next Tuesday. The hype is real. We at Nerdtalkalypse Podcast assume no claim in sounds, references, music, and graphics and are not affiliated or endorsed by any companies involved, such as Disney, Lucasfilm, Marvel, DC Comics, Warner Brothers, Sony, ComicBook.com, or any of their affiliates. Nerdtalkalypse is a non-profit generating podcast made for entertainment purposes. We can be found on social media at Facebook.com slash Nerdtalkalypse and on Twitter at Nerdtalkalypse. You can also email us, Nerdtalkalypse at gmail.com. We really appreciate you listening. Please subscribe to us at any of the following servers, iTunes, Stitcher, Satchel, Player FM, and TuneIn Radio, or also on Facebook every Monday for a live viewing of the show. Please, if you enjoy the show, let us know via email or review on iTunes. If you'd like to be a guest, either in person or via Skype, please send us an email. If there's any subject matter you wish us to discuss, please let us know. We will do all the necessary research to bring you that specific content, either in our next episode or a special of your very own. Thank you again for listening to Nerd Talk Lips Podcast.